Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Joining us tonight, special guest. In her own home. Is it bad that I'm like eyeballing that laptop and being like, you know, I get a little writing done while we're doing this. <laughs> you can't write during this podcast. But NaNoWriMo, Bob! But this, because this is a very special episode of Subtle Interference. I, we don't have very special episode music going, though, so how are people supposed to know it's a very special episode? Maybe you don't have very special music on because you don't have headphones on, but... Your headphones are connected to the... the, the what? Your, fuck you. Don't, don't bring logic into either. this. Go to hell. <laughs> we don't have a little bit of the bubbly. You failed. No. Yep. Terrible. We're failures. I mean, I don't think you really get to... I, I mean, 50 is a big mark, certainly, but I feel like the real celebrate you have to break into a new order of magnitude. So 100? Yes. Okay. So in six years, when we get to 100 episodes, we'll... <laughs> We'll have some uh, champagne ready to go. It should be two years. We 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 publish biweekly. We've been doing this longer than two years, though. Well, sometimes we don't meet biweekly. <laughs> <laughs> there have been good reasons when it doesn't happen. Yes, which we discussed last episode. Yes, but yeah, so that I, I'm like eyeballing that. Do you know what NaNoWriMo is, Alex? No idea. It's National Novel Writing Month. It's mm. November, and the goal is to write a story that's. 50,000 uh, words long. I still know it's there. I, I have object <laughs> permanence, Robert. Um, so yeah, I've, I've started a story and I am going to attempt to get to 50,000 words in November. What are you at? Uh, well, it's what, November 3rd when we're recording this. I think I'm at just over 4,000. You have to start. do, it's like 1,600 per day. Right around that, you have to do so. We'll see how it goes. I've tried it before, and I've definitely like lost interest like a weekend. So we'll see. Uh, I'm pretty confident in the story idea I have, so we'll we'll see how it goes. Now the good news is is the podcast is a week late. That's the bad news. Yes. But the good news is is a ton of shit is happening. All the fucking yes. time. Right. We have a lot. There's like and a wealth of things to discuss. And it's perfect for the 50th episode of Indeed. Subtle Interference because Indeed. I'm really hoping whatever soda you two are drinking is going to power you right through because this is like four hours minimum. I'll see you on the other I side. Mean, if we end up going four hours, I will have to stop and pump in the middle. So We can put a blindfold on Alex and then you can do that. That won't, Just be, while we that, keep... that won't be weird at all. It's <laughs> like a really weird... No, that's... No, yeah, no. Yeah. It's a, we're going to the other no, room. If that, if that has to happen, Bob, I'll just go into the other room and whoop your ass in IDARB. Yeah, we'll, I will say we'll I have that. one really long XLR cord. You know, we could set you We up. do have the one really long one. I could like... No. <laughs> you would pause because we're not fucking weirdos. Yeah. And you would get a lot See, of a noise l- from the pump because a it's lack not of dedication quiet. is what I'm so, hearing here. Go fuck yourself. How's that? Mm. Mm. Bob's just digging that hole right off the bat. Yep. So what are we going to start with? Well, what's really what's on your mind, Bob? What are you feeling the most? Because I know there's grapes. some stuff you're all about. Uh, I think the number one thing I want to talk about is the death of a website. Yes. Um. So long live Deadspin. Hey. If you want to kill a union, a solid way to do it is to delete the business. <laughs> what I really genuinely do not understand 
and never will is it's like and I know what the end game is it's I want more money that's all it ever is but it's like you had a good website I would argue I know Bob likes Jalopnik but I didn't go to any of those other uh, what are they calling them now the Gizmodo sites other than Deadspin because I just I'm not interested in them anymore but Deadspin always had really quality writing it was funny and it just it was it was a good site Mm -hmm. and now it's like oh you you went and you you killed it nice job good job well you know and good for all those workers for being like fuck this we're done good for them that took that takes balls. balls yeah yeah um and I'm a, a throw the badge on the desk and be like fuck you. And you know, it's amazing to see like they literally the entire editorial staff jammed. Good for them. Um but you know, it's it's that thing with these you know, these private equity buyouts. I mean, cuz you know, they buy it for some ridiculous sum and you know, they want to make money on it, so they ha- so in their eyes it doesn't matter that the the business was profitable before it's not profitable well, enough i also think it's a, it's a they think they can do it better and it's just kind of like no no well and it so that that does I, I think it raises interesting questions about ownership and you know if you if you own something it's your right to do what you will with it right right if you want to destroy it it's, that's your prerogative um and it's your prerogative, you know it's your right to set uh the editorial direction and all that other junk but you know if all the staff leave what do you own now well and we were talking about this uh, in one of our frequent drives to the hospital that we get to make now stick to sports is one of the most annoying fucking things anyone can say ever mm-hmm. Because, I, I don't know, you listen to sports radio at all, Alex? No. I used to listen very frequently to uh, Boars and Bernstein on the score. And then Bernstein, or Boars retired, and I just stopped listening. But um, very frequently, the best stuff from that show had nothing to do with sports. It's just like, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously you're a sports website. Sports should be there, but, yeah. like, the funniest fucking thing they do every year is that goddamn post where Drew McGeary goes through the uh, uh, Williams-Sonoma catalog. Well, think about it. What, what are people getting from sports? It's not, you know, it's not... The people who go to sports, they're reading about something else, right? Um, I do think there is legitimate criticism to be had of how much focus that's been especially in the last two years put on politics but you know there's also the very fair argument that politics is so interwoven with sports in the last couple of years how could you not well and not only that but now people are actually paying attention yeah and it is interwoven into everything yeah you know so it's like when you have the, the orange every the orange idiot tweets about something about literally everything i mean you can you know he wants to touch anything he can to poison it so he's any he, you know sports is a big one a- anything to do with sports he'll sit there he'll say 
that was a dumb move or this is, you know, so he's intertwined himself. Can can I tell you what gave me life, though? It means absolutely nothing, but it made me happy. Yes. Was that fucking douchebag getting booed at the Nationals game? He went to the UFC and got booed there as well. I saw that as well. Which you would think that would be closer to his target demo. I saw people said that online, too. They're like, that's interesting. He's getting booed there because you would think, again, that most of those folks are are Trumpers, but. Yeah, no, because you're a horrible politician. It's like, I don't mean to go off topic here, but like Mitch McConnell shouldn't get to have a, a quiet meal in a restaurant. No. You should run up to him at every chance that you have and just boo him in his face because he's a yeah. horrible human being. Mm-hmm. You're a public servant and you're shitty. You deserve to have a shit life. Yep. Hey, did you hear? This is like, speaking of people going to restaurants, this is a little bit of a diversion though. Um, I bet this is on my list. Buffalo Wild Wings? Yes. Go ahead, Bob. All right. So, in the wonderful city of Naperville, Illinois. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. Um, a a uh, a party of uh, African Americans was asked to leave or asked to move tables because the white people who were sitting next to them did not want to sit next to black people. How in the infinite realms of the Imagisphere, as a server, do you think that's a, that's an okay thing to walk up to a table? It wasn't just the server. It was multiple managers that went up and asked them to move. You know what I would have done, Bob? What I would have done, I would have like been like, you know what, yeah, we'll move. I need the spiciest things on your menu, please. Spiciest. All of the spiciest. I would sit there, it would take me however long it would take to eat, and then I would make a trip to your bathroom. Why would you take it to the bathroom? I'd just do it on the table. I just have shit on the table? Yeah. See, I, I need privacy to do that. <laughs> What's uh, crazy is that the manager hears this from the table. You know, like these white people, I guess we're assuming. I don't know. And... He goes, okay. That's reasonable. I'll go ask. What? <laughs> Do you know what the proper response to that is? No. Get out. No, go yeah. fuck yourself. Here's the problem, though, Alex. You have these people who work at these these corporate restaurants who are so indoctrinated with the customer is always right. They've asked me to do something. If I don't, it could get back to my manager. I could lose my job. No matter how racist or horrible this fucking shit is, this is how, like, fucked up these people are. And it's just like, you step back from it and you're like, in what universe is that okay to do? But, yeah, they're all... Customer's always right. We'll probably never hear about this whole thing again because they'll just handle it internally. But I can only hope that there's someone there with a clue in corporate and they just say... Every manager that was on the clock at that time, you're all fired and you're never working here again. That's going to be my only hope is that that's what happens. It probably will happen. That way it doesn't come back on Those managers will at least get fired. The people who went and asked the party to to move or leave. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's the this this is the realm we live in now where it's okay to be like, I, as a horrible white person, do not like seeing this group of black people enjoying themselves. So I'm going to ask, without a second thought, 
to have this this food slave ask them to move for me. The <laughs> food slave. Yeah, I like I know it's an intelligence issue, okay? But it's not just an intelligence no, no, issue. No, but I mean like I just don't understand where this whole thing comes from of oh your skin color's different. So now I just automatically hate you. Like if there's a group of people who are doing something regardless of skin color that you don't like, I totally understand being like, "Hey, I don't like you because you're doing X. That's against my beliefs." See or whatever. what you have there though, Alex is reasoning for it. Racism has no logic behind it. No. It's just white people need to feel superior in all things. And now that some uh, more marginalized groups have been like, hey, maybe let's not do that. And people are like, yeah, you know what? Maybe there should be, a, we should be a little bit more concerned about equality. Well, what, the white dude is very concerned that his equality is going to get clawed away. So he's been acting out in these such ways. Well, what I mean, what I what And Donald I mean, Trump is president, so we can do that kind of stuff. No, I, I totally get that. What, what I guess I'm trying to say is, even though this isn't fair at all, I could understand that when a bunch of Middle Eastern people fly planes into buildings in New York, I could understand being upset with a group of people and saying, well, now I'm mad at all Middle Eastern people. It's not right. It's not right, but I can understand where it comes from. Do you see what I'm saying? I, to an extent, but I don't think you or this, I think this, that way. No, 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 I don't. But what I'm, I'm just saying... But what I don't understand is just being like, oh, you're black, so therefore you're less than. To be fair, um, it's not uh, just Middle Easterners. Um, Specifically, it's Saudis. But that's a whole other topic for later. Yeah. Um, We got some... some, uh, (laughs) That'll be be interesting. No, I I understand what you're saying. None of us at the table think that way. But at least you've at least you've pulled your hatred from from something. In theory, there's a. It's like oh, all right, but even then, it's like. But this is just like some dudes in a restaurant, and he's like, "I don't like black people." <laughs> it's like, okay, okay. The I the, and you know what? Go okay, stupid, horrific, racist white dude. You do you. Just the fact that there were multiple managers that were like, this is a valid request. We are in Naperville. I also <laughs> like that going by the story, they first sent the black server over to ask them to move. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you quit. After that, don't you just be like, I can't work just here depends anymore. depends on how bad you need the job. Well, and that's the other thing. Unfortunately, you know, they take advantage of these people too. Servers, that is. Mm-hmm. It's just... Well, and, and for context, Naperville is a affluent, very white suburb of Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, because I don't know if everybody yeah. who, not everybody lives in Illinois, not everybody knows what, Nap- what a Naperville is. Mm-hmm. It's a garish, horrible place that you really mm-hmm. never want to go to, that Bob and I unfortunately have to drive to and from every single day now. <laughs> well, it's It's incredible is is what it is and you know it's like i wish i wish i could say i i I don't believe this actually happened but no i definitely believe it it's it's multiple managers yeah it's it's nuts because it didn't happen and like the fucking deep south or something it happened 
like 10 miles from us. Well, see, and that's the thing that I think people don't realize is that, oh, no, there's racist sacks of shit everywhere. Just because you're in the North or like a a liberal state, a blue state. No, there's plenty of racist shit back here as well. For sure. Plenty. I I just can't believe, like, okay, let's say you're at some random one-off restaurant, okay? And you have some white people that are your regulars and they're there like four days a fucking week and they ask you to do this and you're out of your fucking mind so you do it. That's one thing, I guess. But to be working for a corporation and you go and ask this, like, the manager had to, like, do you think the moment he did it, he knew... I'm probably getting fired. No, because I think what he was thinking, he or she, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't read the, I don't know if what what the deal is there, but I think the concern was a customer has asked me something. I need to follow through on it or I'm going to get fired because they could complain about me to corporate. Now, if you had a thought in your head, you would be like, yeah, no. Go ahead and complain. Yeah. Because... I'm going to get a commendation. <clears throat> right. Right. Exactly. Like, can we can we think for a second, please? Nah. But... Well, can you imagine being like that, that family sitting at that table and just being like, what did you just fucking ask me? Yeah. Excuse me? What? Yeah. It's fucking crazy. And that's well, what some people don't understand is yeah. that that's something that as white people we have the privilege to not have to deal with. Well, and you know, one of the things that people some people don't understand you, that. You know, one of the things that uh, idiots will argue is that well, you know, this is if you know, if they just were follow the rules, they just sit there and take it, you know. It's like imagine sitting there and being told to move, you white guy Someone came and said, you need to move. How pissed off you would get. Well, and like (laughs) the rules and the goalposts are always moved, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. It's it's like the fucking like play baseball the right way to swing it back to sports. How dare you flip your baseball bat? Javi Baez or what's what's the one guy's name who always flips the the bat? Is it Beltran? What's his name? Is it Carlos? It might he be Carlos. flips his yeah. bat gloriously, and it always pisses people off. And yeah. I'm just like, baseball guy, you keep flipping your fucking bat because you're having a good time. I don't care how mad Mr. White Guy Pitcher gets. He threw a bad ball. So, yeah, you knocked it out of the park. You should get to celebrate. <clears throat> Fuck you, pitch better, if you're so mad. Well, it's taking everything too seriously. Can't we just, like, yeah. just, you know, just Well, it's these unwritten rules is what and, I'm talking and, about that drive me fucking crazy. Yeah. Because it's one set for, like, the the white people, and then there's another set for everybody that those assholes view as less than. Which is everybody. And no, it, it's 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 a shit situation, and I, I do hope everyone in, involved in that. So your takeaways. Let black people eat their fucking meals in peace. They have enough to deal yes. with. And two, flip your bat as much as you want. If we jump back to Deadspin Baseball should be fucking fun. Sports, see? So, yeah. Wings, sports, fun, Bob. Wings, sports, fun. Um, That's Hooters. Yes. Uh, What's Buffalo Wild Wings? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm saying those are all the things I enjoy at Hooters. Ah, yes, <laughs> yes. So, with A family restaurant. Yes. 
they did manage to make that pivot pretty well. I you did see, a see lot of families there. I did see a fair number of babies at Hooters last night, I'll just say. There were a lot of young children at Hooters last night. Hooters. We're accepting sponsorships. We, we will shill for you. We will definitely shill for you. Um, with Deadspin, I mean, the saddest thing to me is it's like you have you have an editorial direction. Like as a manage as management, you're you are within your right to change it. And if if the metric is saying that you know people don't like what they're reading. Then yeah, okay. Then you got to change it. By all by all accounts, the the new ownership came out. They said, "Oh, all the articles that don't stick to sports are doing poorly." Which Barry Pacheski, um, the editor in chief who was fired on Tuesday, who Barry, Barry, that offer still stands. It does. We know you're listening. Come to T Puma Knife. Um, we can pay you nothing. nothing. <laughs> But, uh, you know, he, he you know, directly, um, you know, he, he, he denied that, you know, and he was talking about, like, one of the things that those the, the management cited was, like, one of Drew's, like, his NFL column. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's one of the most popular posts on the site. Like, he's citing stuff that's actually really popular. Right. So, you know, it's like, what... You, you got to wonder what their real motivation was here. Um, and by all accounts, the, the, edit, the, so you've got the private equity guy who used to work for, who ran Forbes what? into the ground. Yep. And you remember, like we were talking about this a few years ago, like you, you'll click a link to go to Forbes and there's just no point to go. Because no Forbes was terrible. it's terrible. I don't know if it still is because I just don't go there anymore. But it's, it's a that Forbes same article. It's, it's like that same guy, and everything they say, everything I've read about him is like he just believes in outdated metrics. He's looking for clicks, and you know it's like that's not exactly. the model anymore. Um, so it killed the site. And here's the thing: if Deadspin wasn't your cup of tea, that's fine. Guess what? Barstool, ESPN, The Ringer. How many other sports websites out there that are just going to be blah sports? There's so many other places for you to go. I like Deadspin because it had personality. I've read, I was read, I've read, read so much vitriol in the last few days of people being like, well, good for Deadspin. People don't want to read politics. Then don't read it. But people did, and the whole thing is, you're not taking away the proper lesson from all of this, is when they were celebrating the death of Gawker as a site. It's like, that's not what you should be taking away here. The takeaway should be some rich douchebag got his feelings hurt, came in and was like, I have all of the money in the universe, I'm going to use it to destroy the thing that I don't like. Mm-hmm. That should be the takeaway there. The mm-hmm. takeaway from this should be that you had a rich guy come in who thought that he knew better and ran a site into the ground over the course of a couple days. And yeah. I know he's owned it for a while, but it it's just like Well, it just it just comes, because you're rich doesn't mean that you It comes you, back to my question of ownership and you know when like if someone for instance was to try to tell me how to decorate my house for instance. Um I would just do what I wanted and not really care at all. 
what that other person was saying. Um, but you know, in a business, even if you own a hundred percent of it, like you have employees, people's lives are impacted by your decisions. They don't care though. They don't. And that's, that's the problem. That's, you know, and this is something I struggle with a little bit is, you know, how could, how could, what could we do for that? You know, as a society, how learn could we? basic empathy? I, I you, don't know, no, but you need more than empathy because business is always going to work to the rules. And a lot of times they don't even do that. You know, if, why don't... Well, we are in the age of the grifter now, Bob. So. Why why don't all businesses pay above minimum wage? Because that's all they have to do. And that's all they're going to do. You know, and, and there are good businesses out there that do care about their employees. Robert, it sounds to me as if you are calling for um, regulation. This isn't even regulation. And, no, no, no. You, 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 you fucking pinko commie, like, yeah, know, disgusting right? bastard. We, we, don't, we don't have that anymore. Donald Trump is president. Regulation is a bad word. And these companies, they can, they can legislate themselves. Sorry. And not bilk and grift the American people. Sorry. It's not that that's, like, their natural inclination. You should be sorry. Because it's disgusting. Yes. How dare you sully our 50th episode. With your red ridiculousness. I know. Jesus. But anyway, Go ahead. I mean, my point is... Like, Rant this isn't This isn't even so much regulation... As much about regulation... As much as just like a shift in... Like how we think about what a business is. I mean, for the a lot of the problem is a business is a person now. Um, thank you, Citizens United. Thank you for acknowledging that. I was um, really waiting for you to do so. Some of my best friends are businesses. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus is a business. Oh, Jesus is a huge business. <laughs> Jesus is a multi-billion dollar business, Robert. You know this. So, uh, no, I, I, anyways, I wanted to talk about that spin for a little bit. I'm sad that it has been destroyed. Um, I've seen. What's that going to happen to the AV club? A little worse. different, but Yeah. <laughs> But you know, they, I hope those writers find somewhere else. I, I I hope they get they can band together, get the financing they need to do it because dead space spin. Dead space spin. Well, the I mean to be okay, just a devil's advocate, I guess. We don't know for sure how much money they were able to make selling advertising on the website. Nope. So. It could be that they were losing money on it or they weren't making enough money to make it a viable business because obviously if you bring in, if a venture capital firm buys something, they don't want to make like 2% return on investment. They want to make real money. Well, but is that realistic Well, and for the, a blog? Probably not. And the other thing is why do you, you know, there's, there's not a ton of money in, in blogs. There no. just isn't. So why did so you why buy, buy it? In the it? First place? Why buy it so that you can sell? You're not selling your services to advertisers. You're selling your services to billionaires that want to control the narrative. Um, look at Sheldon Adelson. He went and bought. Fuck that guy. He went and bought the newspaper in Vegas so he could control the editorial about the stadiums that he wanted to build there. And that's not even that's not like a tinfoil hat thing. No, that's what happened. That's literally what happened. And you know, Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post. Um, by all 
by all metrics so far, it's really he hasn't meddled with it. But it, you know, they're not publishing shit about Jeff Bezos left and right. Yeah, they're not going to write some insanely negative article on Amazon, right? Because right. that person just won't have a job anymore. Well, they'll just vanish because yeah. that's the kind of money that Jeff Bezos has. But you know, so it's like these these you know so. It's point at you and make you disappear I, money. So that's the only reason news sites, blogs get bought, you know, and that's and, and it points to something similar here. Because, like, even though the private equity guy here, he himself is not a billionaire, I don't think. But obviously he wants to be able to control that narrative to sell his services to the ultra wealthy. You're a private equity guy. You're just you're, you're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. Um. And so that that's what this is all about, you know, because if you if you read the stuff that um, that the, that they've been spouting on Twitter and in reply to this, what the, the editors have done and this, that and the other, it just doesn't add up. Well, the other thing is, I'm not going to buy I'm not going to listen to what private equity guy has to say. No. Because I don't trust private equity guy. No. I trust the editors who are dealing with private equity guys bullshit for the last year yeah. or so. So I, you know, it's, it's, I, that's why I genuinely hope these guys can come back in some way, shape or form, you know, put together financing that, that can get them up in a float. Um, cause it's, 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 a shame. it's, it's shit. I really enjoyed dead spin and not for the sports. <laughs> I but mean, you know what, I though? do like Deadspin their sports coverage. had but... some amazing Mate Teo. That was Deadspin. Gamergate. Gamergate that was Deadspin. Was Deadspin. Um, a lot of the Sandusky stuff, uh, how I heard about that was from Boris and Bernstein, and Bernstein read a lot of it. He got a lot of his information from Deadspin. From Deadspin. Yep. They did a really, really good sports reporting, and that's gone now. Yeah. And, they, and that's a shame. It is. So... Are you done talking about... Did Sandusky about- die? Is he still alive? No, he's still in jail. No, who was the one that died? Uh, Paterno. Yes. That's great that he's dead. It is. We should toast that every Friday. That piece of shit. All right. Anyway. Stick to sports, Bob. Stick to sports. Viva la dead spin. We should... You know what we should do? We should stick to whatever it is we stick to on subtle interference, because Alex is clearly done with this topic. You don't stick to anything on this show. <laughs> exactly. It's the perfect show. There is no one topic. Well, that was the thing. I like there was a time I had a, a very like, when podcasting like first kind of started, I was doing it with a uh, friend of mine. And he was always like, "Well, we should really have like we should get like an outline together." And I was always like just let it go. You, just let it go where it goes. Have you ever sat in on a conversation between the two of us? Like, we don't <laughs> stick to... There's no... It, you're all over the fucking place. Yeah, you can have ideas. You can have topics that you kind of want to touch on, but you just kind of let it gotta go where it goes. Well, and yeah, I like that's that. That's the best that's stuff. That's well, chatty what, sort of... That's what this show is. Yes. Right? Like, if you... We, like, you couldn't do that necessarily on, like, the dollop, right? They they do deviate, but they have a very specific thing. But they have an outline, and well, and it's a story it's, that they're yeah, telling. That's, that's a different. little different than. Well, it's like it's like if you're if you're working in sports radio, if you go on a thirty minute you know offshoot on some book you read that has nothing to do with sports, people are going to be like, "What the fuck? Like, what am I listening to? This isn't what I tuned in for." Did uh, you listen to the dollop? No, I have no idea what that is. Okay. It's an you American should. history podcast. They just did their 400th episode, and it was on Ronald Reagan. 
and how that's where a lot of the problems started. Mm-hmm. It's it's like we were listening. I was driving. We were driving to the hospital. I legitimately almost crashed the car a few times. I was laughing so hard. Um, I will check it out <clears throat> when I get through the <clears throat> five billion hours of other podcasts and TV shows that I'm behind on. No problem. But when I get there, no problem. When I man. get there, I completely it's understand. At the top. That's the thing, right? People like fly in and they'll recommend. Like I've been told to watch. Uh, it's called Shit's Creek. Uh, I think it's on Netflix a thousand times, and I'm just like, "Well, I'll, I'll get to it." Well, and there, so I need to rewatch. It's always sunny for the thousandth I mean, time. Like, so this this brings up an interesting new topic season, though, Alex. It's new because episodes, so it's okay because I think we've hit like critical mass on subscription services, and oh, so, we definitely so have. we so like Erica and I, you know, we've uh, got uh, Isabella here now, and we want to. Um, I would appreciate it if you would call her by her name. (laughs) Bella. Fuck you, Alex. Here's the thing. If some people would like to call her that, that is fine. That's good to know. That is not what we're calling her. (laughs) Anyways, since we have Izzy here now. I really hope Bella's doing great. um, You know, we're we're, we're looking at cutting back on things and everything and we're just going through like all the subscriptions and you're looking at it and it's just nuts i mean there's so many you know they've done i saw this on somebody say this on uh twitter it's you've created cable i guess nice job although i think so if you're if you're smart what you do these days is so you're getting rid of 90 percent of the 90 percent of the population yeah america that's it's, generous. There's it generous. There's a show you want to watch. You wait till it all airs, then you go get the subscription. Especially because Netflix is doing the the weekly thing. They're now. they're moving that. Yeah. You go. You get it. Wait for it to all drop. Then you get the service. Watch it for a month, and you cancel. Or you what? What I actually want to start doing is, if I sign up for a subscription, immediately cancel it right after I subscribe. So you just get the month. So you just get the month. Watch what you're going to watch. And then if at the end, like you're still watching, okay, you re-up. But you like take make the effort to have to do it. In fact, for some services, I might even just go get the monthly subscription card from the store so you don't have to put in a credit card number. Or you do the smartest thing, which you're step one on. You have completed step one on. Which is you subscribe to a VPN. Yes. And then you just cancel everything. So uh, subscribe to a VPN. Not that I'm recommending subscribe, you do anything with said VPN. Subscribe to a VPN that Alex recommends to you. And then the very first thing you try and watch, um, it says, oh, you're viewing us from a VPN. So we're going to disable the video anyways. What yeah. were you trying to watch? Uh, I was uh, trying to watch uh, some stuff on the BBC. Because if you live in Britain, the BBC um, iPlayer, um, it shows like everything. Because be- the BBC, um, yeah, BBC is owned by the government, so it's it's all available all the time. But um, That reminds me, I was supposed to spite watch the new Doctor Who. Fuck. Anyways, because well, it's a lady the, and people got mad. The cheapest thing to do for sure would be you have your 
internet subscription and then you have a VPN and then you don't need anything else. Well, I don't. It's true. I don't. But here's the thing. I don't mind paying for stuff. I re- I really don't. You know, it's like it's not a, and it's not as much about I'm, I'm worried about cheating the massive multi-billion dollar corporations. That's not I, I Fuck really, couldn't give a shit about AT&T. Fuck um, but you know, there is there a, anything, anytime, you know, it's the, it's the people who work on the shows. It's that stuff who they're, they're hurt a lot more by those pennies than, you know, the, the company is. That's why they don't crack down on it as hard. To me, you, when you, I, when I it was like, oh, we got rid of YouTube TV. I don't have a way to watch the new It's Always Sunny episodes. I, I will buy the season because the noir episode was worth it. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I don't mind spending money, you, but it's just so insanely expensive to watch stuff. No, if you were to get, if we were to get all of the subscription services that we probably would want, like if you could, like, okay, money's not an object. Right. It would be insane. No, it'd be like 200 bucks a month. And at it's least. like, at that point, I'll just get cable again. There's but then no- you, but now that's not even an option because all the shit you want to watch isn't necessarily on cable. Right. You know, nothing on Netflix is on cable. No. Not, you know, stuff like that. To me, the only reason to really have a TV service would be to watch sports. And you could get that online, too, and if I'd you rather, want to. And I'd just rather go to Hooters and watch the game, if that's what I'm going to do, you know? Well, yeah. But I'm if getting you're, wings. But, but, if you're, but if you're, that's fine for, like, the football. Okay, but like only baseball, so you're not going to well. Yeah. You are going to Hooters every day and watching watching the games. But yeah, baseball though, I feel like you can listen to on the radio too, and it's it's fine. Yeah, baseball, yes. Hockey, no. Hockey, yeah. you need to watch. But that's so, the thing. But because of local blackout restrictions, like you can't even get. I mean, you can with a VPN, but like you're you can't even get like the 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 year pass if like baseball's your thing. <laughs> I know it's wrong, and I'm not recommending anyone do whatever, but the VPN does solve all problems. I'm just saying, and it's the cheapest way to We're solve the problem. We're just throwing that out there. Unless, you know, you're blocked because they know what, it's but, but they're going to, but they'll cycle the IPs and that issue will be fixed. And plus, you could probably find that stuff somewhere else. That's the other thing. You could just find that stuff somewhere else. Um, I will say, though, it's, and again, we're not recommending this. You, you, yeah, you, you really don't need... You can you can find stuff, but right and look a VPN like what are you paying on that subscription? What was it like two dollars a month or something? It's like thirty dollars for the year. Yeah, it's it's a no brainer. It's an absolute no brainer. No mm-hmm. one should be subscribing to like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, WWE Network, whatever the fuck else there is. You I shouldn't can't even, subscribe to WWE th- Network there, regardless there's of how nine thousand fucking things. Now, if you start to get into more niche things that might be harder to find, you might have to subscribe to something if you want it yeah. fast. But for most stuff, like if you just want to watch the Blackhawks game. There are always places to watch the Blackhawks game. If you want to watch episodes of It's Always Sunny, that's easy. You know, there's a lot of things that a lot of people like watching that are very easy. Not that I would ever do them. I'm a law-abiding citizen. I'm just saying, for research purposes, you could. There's always a way to get your cute faces with freckles, Bob, is what we're saying. 
it's it's just mind-boggling to me because it you know the corporations gonna, have created the same issue there was before but in a different way in right. a different but you know what's what's interesting about it is if you can exercise some self-control you can spend 15 bucks a month or less every month you just might have to wait a little longer for your show to come out and the the issue is of course when you have the really big services like a netflix People just subscribe to that and they just stay subscribed forever and it doesn't even it doesn't even matter how much they use it. They just subscribe to it. Don't forget Apple TV Plus. There's another one that's coming so or is out already. So you know, it's just what everyone the, everyone wants their piece of the pie. Was it that where you were like, "Uh, was it who got foundation? Was it them?" Yeah. Yeah, we were sitting on the couch and I was like, "Why the fuck would you ever get Apple TV Plus?" And Bob goes, and they have the rights to uh, Asimov's foundations. But series. that's the thing. What I'll do is when it comes out, I'll get the subscription for a month and that'll be it. You know, it, it, and that's the thing. It, it's. But most people don't do that. Most people don't do that. And that's why this, this shit keeps on happening. It's the same problem with video games and DLC. People will huff and puff that this is bullshit, this is bullshit, but then they buy all the DLC. So, it, you know, it, it's like. It's the same reason, if you want to talk about that, that Microsoft has gone to this Game Pass model and they've put everything on Game Pass because if you can get people paying, you know, there's a lot of people that for whatever reason don't look for the discounts. So if you can get people paying $60 a year for Xbox Live and then you can get people paying $120 a year for Game Pass, that's just locked in recurring income that more than likely is just going to grow. And yeah, may I you know, I don't know what the exact numbers are, okay? Like I don't know if it's a better business to be in to say release God of War as an exclusive and make a bunch of money on that as a standalone product or to release Death Stranding as an exclusive and make a bunch of money on that as a standalone product versus you know, we're not directly selling. I mean, they are directly selling a Gears of War 4 or 5 or whatever it's on. Is it Gears 5? 5. five. It's 5, yeah. Or... um. The only reason I know that is because Laura Bailey does the voice. And, and there's others, you know, Crackdown 3 or whatever else, State of Decay 2, whatever all the Microsoft properties are, okay? I don't know what the better business is because they have... I mean, you know, I don't know if he's lying or not. I'm assuming he's not. But... Phil Spencer has said it doesn't make any sense. We don't even know why it's happening, but game sales are up on all our Game Pass stuff. So not only are people subscribing to Game Pass, but then their friends who don't have Game Pass say, oh, I want to play this with my friend, but I don't want to subscribe to Game Pass for some fucking reason. So they just buy the game outright. So they can play with their friend. But it's crazy since Game Pass is $10 a month or way less. I mean, might not work for everybody. Might not make sense, but where do you stand on Death Stranding, Alex? I'm curious, but not enough to buy it. I'm probably going to end up watching someone play through it. So just to... I, I do want to talk about that, but yeah, just to ahead. finish go ahead, go this ahead. thing. Finish I just thought. I don't. I don't know what the better business model is, okay? Selling games, just selling them straight up versus a Game Pass subscription I, model. I, you know, and I think it, it's so interesting because, let's face it, like, 
the business had to eventually change because you started in you know the 80s and 90s with cartridge based games and then you know you've moved to disc and now you know you now you're you've got all digital streaming in some cases the the model is going to change it has well, to I will change say, not just in video games but software as a service yeah is a thing in the corporate world too. Oh, it's huge. Like they and I think that's been really good for Office. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They want you subscribed because it's the same thing with Netflix. Once you're subscribed, you forget about that shit and it's just like Oh, well, that's, okay. it's like a magazine we, like, subscription. So, we have Office 365. Yes. Um for us. So, we have up-to-date uh Word, Excel, just whatever the latest version is, we always have it. Plus we get um, what is it? A, a, a terabyte a person. A stupid amount of storage space of on one drive. OneDrive, and we get five accounts. Um, so we have an insane like amount of of web storage. Even if we did fill one up, we could just turn on one or the other. Which you're never going. Accounts. To. So much space. I mean, we might because we're using we're we're saving our podcasts there. Ah, uh, uh, yes, that's <laughs> but, true. But you know, it's it's a, it's a crazy amount. And then you look at like something like Dropbox. And Fuck Dropbox graphics, costs the same amount of money, but you get you don't even get that. So I mean, if you're gonna have a subscription service, it's gotta be, it's gotta have enough value behind it. Because if you if you can give a product, and Microsoft has done well with this, be be, be whether it's Office three six five, or, um, or uh, like Game Pass, like there's a lot of value to be had in it. Oh, it's it's clearly a company wide directive yeah. to figure this out, and I and, and I think Office three sixty five is the perfect example of something that's so much better in that form. Unless you're one of these people who just doesn't like when your software gets updated, and you know, I would say to them, come out of the Stone Age, <laughs> realistically. Yeah. But um, you know, you used to see it in businesses all the time, right? Where they would be on. Windows 2000 and they didn't want to update you know because the IT guy or people or whatever has to come around and update every computer and then you got all the bugs that inevitably pop up and everything because you updated you know a hundred computers and something always comes up when you do that um, and then your 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 office is 10 revisions behind or whatever and the company doesn't want to pay they either don't want to pay for the upgrade or they don't want to just deal with the hassle of doing it, whatever the reason is. It's usually not the cost. It's the risk of um, business downtime. Right. But what's great about Office 365 is you just have the product. It's there. There's no, like, management to it, really, you know. So at a prior company, um, we got audited and um, – they they were clearly out for blood. They they just it's, I I'm convinced that like the client just wasn't happy with us anymore, and um they just wanted to find a reason to terminate the contract. So they sent the auditor, and they were doing all this was a technical audit, and they were well, how do you onboard software? And you know we explained what we did for some of the specialized software, and then they asked, well, what do you do for Office? We're like, well, we, we just install Office. It's Office. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> and it was something we ended up getting dinged on because like we didn't have a, a policy in place for it. But it was like, but it's we write a office. policy. It says we install office. Period. <laughs> Because it's Office. <laughs> they didn't find that to be an acceptable End answer. policy. Yeah, but I think Office 365 has been great for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anyways. Software as a service, baby. When it comes to Death Stranding, I'm with you. I'm going to wait. What's going to happen? Because I really have no desire to play a walking and ladder simulator. Um, but Mads Mikkelsen is in it. So I'm like. But, mm. but. All you're going to have to do is wait a week or two weeks after release or whatever. And there's going to be a 10-hour YouTube video oh, that yeah. shows you the whole story. A week? It'll be two days. Okay. Because well, there's maniacs out there. <laughs> you got to wait two days. And then there's going to be a 10-hour YouTube video of the whole story. And that's how I watched um, uh, one of these Marvel versus Capcom games came out or... No, it wasn't. Maybe it was that, or it was Injustice. Injustice Two came out, and I thought they had an interesting story. Mm-hmm. So I just looked up like a two-hour YouTube just video that. that just spliced all the cutscenes together. Or if there was something that was, you know, in gameplay that you needed to see to understand what was going on in the story, that would be spliced in. And you just watch that two-hour video, and then I don't have to play a fighting game that I don't really care to play. I did that with uh, Metal Gear Solid Four because I didn't have a PlayStation Three. I think that came out on. So it was just like, oh, I'll just watch a... And it, the game ended up being just cutscene the video game. So well, it was like... that's what Death is going to be. Right. Let's go, Jima. Thank you for contributing to the death of single-player games. No problem. You're welcome. You're welcome. No, but I think... I think um that's more of a Kojima issue, right? That all his yeah. games are so story-oriented and not really that much gameplay-oriented now, especially this one, it feels like, just from everything I've seen. Um, whereas a game like, you know, The Outer Worlds just came out. And I don't... Like, I'm sure, you know, the story's going to be interesting and everything. For what I've played, it's been interesting. But um, a game like that is more about, like, you interact with people. Yeah. You you know, see where it goes depending on what dialogue and what choices you make. It makes more sense that it's a video game. Yeah. Kojima stuff, it's like, why don't you just make like... You, you movie. Could, you could if go you want to make someone. a movie, just make a movie. Make a movie or go make a... Go talk to HBO. They'll hook some money. In. You, know, you know what game had an awesome story and also was just great fun to play? Mass Effect 2. But another perfect <laughs> example to but me. But no, here you can throw HBO, just go to them, ask them, be like, my daddy was a trust fund guy. Give me lots of money to adapt this thing I'd like to adapt, even though I have no real discernible skill or talent. And then I'll have it go for eight seasons and make all of the money in the universe. Well, well calm down there. I mean, I'm not a white dude, so I know they probably wouldn't do that for me, but maybe Kojima. So. Here's a question for I you. I say that realizing he's not white. Here's a question for you. Lay it down. When when you're when you're doing the go to HBO with your trust fund money. Yes. Um Daddy's trust fund. Daddy's money. trust It's not fund. your own trust Daddy's fund. Daddy's trust money. fund money. Um as a white dude like okay, so let's say let's say white dude is one. Can we stop to take some appreciation for the look that Alex has on his face right it's now? It's pretty oh, amazing. I know where this is all going, so we could just get to it. <laughs> if let's say white dudes have one um, how how much does one as in W O N as in one unit? Oh, okay. One okay. unit, okay. okay. How much? How, how many? How many units does a white woman need to get that same deal? 
Well, let's let's just say two, but then if you're anybody else, you need at least ten. Okay. What if you're black? That's like 50, because <laughs> the world is a cruel and evil place. What if you're white <laughs> and you want to tell... A, a, a revisionist version of the Civil War. What if the white folks won? <laughs> I. That's been canceled, just, hasn't it? Let's just get to it. Uh, the Game of Thrones. <laughs> Benioff and Weiss went and did a panel or something. Dummies. And basically, I know. Say you, something eventually, Bob. <laughs> they basically sounded like complete idiots for the yes, whole time. Correct. That's what I. That's what I took away that's from. That's what it. I gleaned and from that. I yes. believe. I believe that Disney took the same thing away from it. Well, what I was reading is um, that the, Disney had pulled them from the movies months ago. But they just hadn't said anything. They let them. They let them get the Netflix deal to save face. Yeah, they. They were very nice. It's yes, too nice. Fuck and those then guys. they 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 only said something after this panel because they felt like they were going to look stupid if you know they didn't say something. Um, but you know, and that's all speculation. None of that's confirmed. But it, that's the way it looked. It it certainly looks that way. Yeah. So they. they <laughs> Look, what I'll say about those two idiots is I do think they were doing a good job. Whatever dumb shit they said in that panel, they were saying, you know, we tried to get away from the fantasy elements so we could appeal to soccer moms and everything. And when you read that whole Twitter thread, you really, it's like, okay, they just said dumb thing after dumb thing after dumb thing after dumb thing. Your head explodes when you read that Twitter. But... I will say to defend them, when their job was just to adapt the book, they were doing a quality job of it. Yeah. And, I I'm not, and having not read the books, I have no idea. I won't say, I have no idea how good of a job they were doing tap, adapting the book. So I take that back. But what they you were enjoyed doing. enjoyed the show. What they were doing a good job of was creating compelling television for me. Now, once they had to actually write the show themselves things changed well, and they changed dramatically and, that, and, and that's you know in the wake of that train wreck of a final season well i will also say though george R. R. martin was pretty involved in those first four seasons and once he left and that's he de- when... and he deserves his fair share of blame for what happened as well well the first four seasons were good no but i'm saying he deserves his blame for not completing the books and not staying on the show like Fair. I'm sure when they started that show, he told them, you know, oh, I'm going to have this book down around here and I'm going to have this book done around here. They're that's what their skill set is, is adapting books. That's what they're good at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not good at creating original content. And no. That's what they were asked to do. And if they were going to be well, asked and to then make, and then were, HBO should have brought in people who knew what they were doing. And if they were and if they were going to be asked to make an original Star Wars trilogy, based on their ideas, that would have probably been terrible. And yeah. I mean, to be fair to them, I think Star Wars in general has been mishandled under Disney. Um, but it, they could have been worse. <laughs> so evidently, because this, this starts to get interesting, um, evidently Kathleen Kennedy is no longer the end-all be-all of Star Wars at Disney. Really? Yeah. Interesting. 
Yeah, because um, they brought in Feige to really write the ship. I don't know how I feel about that, though. Well, I don't know either, but, I mean, look at what he did for Avengers and the Marvel stuff, so. Uh-huh. Um, I wouldn't want Star Wars to get, I mean, I guess you could make the argument it already is a little Marvel-y, but, I, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I could understand if you're an executive at Disney thinking we need to do something because we paid a quadrillion dollars for Star Wars and now we're getting hammered every time a movie gets put out well and you know I think generally you know uh, what I've been reading and what I've seen people generally enjoyed The Force Awakens I think all of us enjoyed The Force Awakens it was a retread of another Star Wars movie but it was still good for what it was Mm -hmm. but I liked Rogue One I think most people didn't enjoy Rogue One. So that's like shot number one across the bow. And then you have The Last Jedi, which when you're in the movie theater watching it, you're like, oh, this is, you know, it was fine in the theater. But then like the moment you leave, you're like, wait. As I've said. None of this makes any sense. As I've said, we, when The Force Awakens was available for purchase as a Blu-ray, we immediately purchased it. I have had no desire to go back and rewatch The Last the, Jedi. The Last Jedi is the only mainline Star Wars movie I have not watched a second time. So my my the, and then the point I'm getting to is then uh Solo comes out and just bombs completely and that was a bad. That was a flat out bad movie. Okay, that was movie, it? that movie sucked. Okay. <laughs> I right. yeah. I got 10 minutes into and, it on a plane and I was like, "Eh." So that's three movies that Kathleen Kennedy has presided over that have either not done well or not been critically received well or are kind of hurting the momentum of the franchise. I think that's fair to say, no matter what you think about those movies. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, and here's the problem I'll I'll throw out there. One of the problems, as I see it, you hired, at least with Solo, and when we heard that these guys had hired for it, we were genuinely excited for the movie. It was Lord and Miller, the guys who did... um, Responsible for Into the Spider Verse, Clone High, Clone High, which is one of like the Lego Movie. Watch Clone High, guys. Go find it. It's on like YouTube somewhere. It's it's wondrous. But the Lego Movie, Twenty One Jump Street. We enjoy their their sensibility, and we were like, oh, okay, that's kind of like a unique take. That's a unique pick for directors for this movie. That could be interesting, because it's like we we've said it. Rich Evans said this. He's a Red Letter Media guy. Um you help me with the exact quote, but Star Wars is is very limiting. Yeah. And real quick, Rich, we love you. Come be on our podcast. Um, anytime. Rich anytime. We will pull the mics out whenever you get here. Um, but yeah, no, he, and he's, he's got a good point. Like there's the, the Star Wars movie universe is pretty tight. There are certain beats you have to hit for it to resonate. And so like that's why I think the the Force Awakens made sense is because you know, yeah, it was basically a New Hope V2, but you needed those common elements. And then you needed those common elements and then a little tweak so that you could build on it. You can't go dramatically different. And 
I will say, though, a lot of people after that were like, well, I'd really like to see, like, a different take on Star Wars. Then you got The Last Jedi, and everyone was like, yeah. But I don't think people disliked that because it was a different take. It was that the movie sucked, and it didn't make any sense. I haven't rewatched it. I don't remember. I, I Well... I remember that's two years ago at this point the casino scene the casino planet was dumb as shit Uh, well the problem was they needed like stuff for the characters to do that didn't have anything to do with the the story that they were telling and it was just like okay yeah we couldn't have found something for Finn to do preferably with Poe Dameron I mean whatever that's fine yeah sit over here so they fumbled the movie right and, and then it, they fumbled the next movie. They Mitch Trubisky'd it, if you will. <laughs> I don't it's know a sore fumbled. subject. I don't know it's if you fumbled it. It's a sore subject. If you Mitch, I, I don't think Mitch Trubisky fumbles it. It's more like if you Mitch Trubisky it, you never complete it in the first place. Well, okay. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But, um, and yeah, I don't know. We didn't much care for Rogue One. and You liked it. Um, but it, it's... Somebody who needs to be at the head who who understands Star Wars and what the what appeal, people want. Right. And um You also can't have a movie at least with Star Wars. I do and who knows, maybe the if it's Feige, Marvel had like three movies coming out a fucking year. I don't think you can do a movie every year. Cuz no. the whole thing is if I again, if I may pull a quote from uh Petten Oswald, or Oswald, I don't give a shit about the stuff that happened before that main Star Wars trilogy. The only thing that I really enjoyed of, like, prequel stuff was Clone Wars, the animated well, show. Well, and you you did, with The Force Awakens, you did a jump ahead, and so much shit happened, clearly, in that time gap. Explore that. You They did nothing with. They just presented it as a mystery. And it's like, what the... Yeah, I I disagree that you can't do a Star Wars movie every year. I think you could absolutely do one Star Wars movie every year, but it needs to be compelling. Well, that's, I think, the issue, right? Because it was just... But the the other thing is, I don't care how Han Solo became Han Solo. I don't care how Ben Kenobi became Ben Kenobi. I've kind of... I've seen that already, like, to an extent. I, I, I don't... I, I don't care. Build. I, Why does I, it always have to be these same characters? There's so much. You've that you've created this universe where there's so much to explore. Can we like go check out the other found, shit? The foundation of Star Wars is so rock solid, and I think like people don't understand that. Like it's there. It's the it's right there. You don't need to fuck with the foundation. Now you need to build up. I do think it's funny, by the way. What's it? The Kessel Run, right? Yes. It's so funny that in Solo, you know, in, in forever in Star Wars, it's been like, oh, Han Solo did the Kessel Run. It's impossible. What a fucking, what a legend, right? And then the Kessel Run is in the Solo movie, and it's like, he not so, flew. Not he, so legendary. He flew straight. He, he, like, pressed forward, and he flew. That's the Kessel Run. Well, and that's the problem that you run into, though, right? And it's like, even with the shit with Anakin in the in the prequels. Oh, your father was this amazing pilot. Okay, you're not showing me anything that's like, ooh, wow, what an amazing pilot. You know, (laughs) it's like you're ruining your myth that you created. Don't tell me, show me. Right. Well, 
the tell in the original trilogy. Well, was that was fine, fine. but the problem because it's the past, right? And that was this is my biggest problem with Solo. So, and this is why I the movie you didn't watch. I didn't watch. Well, <laughs> those ten minutes, Alex, really got to him on that airplane. No, no, no. So here, here was the problem I had with it before it came out, and I'm still pretty convinced of it. Um, if in, in making Solo, you can only fuck up because you do one of two things. Either you show him as not being the scoundrel that he's introduced as in A New Hope. Um, and he's always kind of been a good guy. Or he <laughs> really... the heart of gold. That's what Tan Solo is. Or he is a scoundrel. And now you've put a black mark on this guy who's supposed to be a big hero in your universe. Never needed to see it. it exactly. It just Didn't wasn't need necessary. need to see it. There was no reason for it. Let's do Grand Admiral Thrawn. Like, those are good books. Like, you could have adapted those into so a movie. There's so much from the expanded universe. You know what someone needs to do? This is what they should put someone important in charge of who has some creative vision. I know we've talked about this before, and I think somebody owns the rights and they've done nothing because dummies. Someone needs to make either like a trilogy of Mass Effect movies or preferably for me, a Mass Effect TV series. Six series, six seasons at minimum. Because that's a that's like an untapped universe of free money to me like when i watched the overwatch cinematic and when we watch them when we've seen like all those previous ones it's like there's some team inside blizzard that makes all these amazing cinematics and i just don't understand why they don't make a movie (laughs) like (laughs) like if there's an oh that overwatch is one of like the five most popular franchises in the world for video games like they should get Lord and Miller. Like, if you make an Overwatch movie, it doesn't even matter if it's good. First of all, it'd probably be good. But it doesn't even matter if it's Depends. good. Depends. Because I think you're, now... You're, you're making... That's free money. That's like if I open a Portillo's right outside your home. That's free yep, money. we're going there every There's night. No, it doesn't matter where you put them. It doesn't matter where they are, if there's parking, if there's a fucking drive through It doesn't matter what you do. If you put something outside that has a building on it that says Portillo's, <laughs> you're going to be printing money. Portillo's is going to be, they're going to be doing all right. And if you make a movie series or a TV series called Mass Effect or Overwatch, you're just going to print money. I would throw Bioshock in there as well. Yeah. yeah. I'd watch the shit out of like a Bioshock uh, movie or uh, television series. Well, I feel like, okay, I feel like Bioshock and to a degree Mass Effect are a little bit more niche. Okay, Overwatch is like a huge game. It's like if you make a Halo movie, you're just guaranteed to make money. Which, which also by the way, was supposed to be. Why a thing. is there no Halo movie? <laughs> like, I think that because when a studio gets its ho- it gets its claws into a uh, a video game uh, rights, they feel the need. They're like, it's the Vince McMahon syndrome. Okay, how do we make this palatable for everybody, not just video game people? You're totally right, but there's the difference. If you're Microsoft and you want someone to make a Halo movie, you essentially need to partner with someone to do it. Yes. Okay. Because they to don't make have, sure they don't fuck it up. But with something like Blizzard, 
they clearly have an internal team that's mm-hmm. extremely good at making animation and so all you have to do is find someone to come up with the story and you already have all the voice actors that you have under contract or whatever the deal is mm-hmm. and you already have a team that can clearly make these animations and now I, I don't know how long it takes to make a 10 minute animation Look, of this detail it's a long time. versus making an hour and a half of that detail right much much longer time. I understand that's a completely different beast but you already have that team like you don't need to really partner with anyone and it's not like they're gonna lose money on it like I I will I will bet whatever amount of money that we want to bet right now that there is no chance they would lose money on an Overwatch movie. Not even now. Zero after all the bullshit. After that everything, happened. it yeah. doesn't. It doesn't. doesn't yeah, that shit doesn't even matter. It. I know. Like we like to. Like we could talk about that too. To be fair, it's horrible. It doesn't even matter. You yeah. would still. I know Bob wanted. It was on his list of things to talk about, but no, it doesn't matter. People like they've forgotten about it already. You get the bullshit apology at BlizzCon, and it's like, <laughs> did okay. You wa- did you watch that? No, by the way? I just saw an article okay. on it. So I'm sitting there, and I'm watching the video of it. I saw, okay, Blizzard apology. Okay, great. So he starts talking, and it's clearly like he wrote this out, or someone wrote it out for him, and they probably went over it a thousand times to see exactly what words we're going to say to apologize without doing anything. To apologize without really apologizing, <laughs> so, right. And the most annoying thing about this whole situation from the beginning is this isn't like this is self-created. Someone handed them a gun and they shot themselves in the foot. Like, and then they're mad that you handed them the gun. It's like, oh, you handed me the gun. I had to shoot myself in the right, foot. What was I going to do? <laughs> I had no choice. Not shoot myself in the foot? So all they had to do was like, okay, realistically, some random player makes a comment on a hearthstone uh you know esports broadcast that probably like a couple thousand people are watching because no one really cares about hearthstone it's not like overwatch or something um he says oh oh, you know i support the people in hong kong free hong kong or whatever he said um if they did nothing it would have just been like another day at the office you know it's almost similar to the uh, nfl situation with colin kaepernick it, that's that was more widely publicized this because it happened on a foreign language broadcast no one if they didn't punish the guy no one would have ever even known that he said that in america okay and so now he comes out you know originally of course they suspend the guy for a year and they take a take away his winnings and they fire the two broadcasters who were sitting there you know they rescinded the firing now they're just suspended for six months or whatever he's suspended for six months and they gave him his prize money back so they walked it back but they're still punishing the guy because god only knows he got his money though yeah he got his money well that's good so something then he comes out shitty but it's something at the beginning of blizzcon and he starts on this whole apology and it's like all the pr boilerplate right like we reacted too quickly and then when we we were too slow communicating with all of you and then at the end he's like you know we want to use entertainment to bring people together oh fuck off (laughs) and blow me and then i think like right at the end he goes like and so i'm watching this and i'm like okay this is all bullshit 
but maybe they're going to say like they're taking it back. And then at the end, he goes, and in the future, I would, you know, please judge us not on our words, because that only means so much, but judge us on our actions. And I'm like, okay, well, right. are you about to be like, we blew it and we're we rescinding all this? Sorry, right. Um, And he apologized. And then it just like, he talks about the, you know, judge us on our actions. And then he just like walks away. I'm like. Wait a second. Point of what's, order, sir. What's the action? Right. There's no action. You just said judges on our actions. There's right. no action. And then you walked this away. This is fucking wacky. I'm assuming that's the action you would like us to judge you on. So here's here's the funny thing about the whole situation is, you know, it, it, it obviously is much bigger than just Blizzard. Um, you know, I think in our last subtle interference we talked about... Um, you know, what happened with the NBA and that whole ridiculous... I believe we touched on You know, because, yes. I mean, Blizzard clearly knows, like, someone in China would have seen it. They would have been punished if they didn't do something. And that's just... The, that's what the story is. And what bothers me about what's going on in the United States right now is we are so distracted by this orange idiot in the White House that we're ignoring these legitimate threats to our country. Um, China is a legitimate economic and military threat. But Robert, I thought we were becoming stronger. There are, what, like 1.2 billion Chinese to 300 million Americans? Um, it took Rome a while to fall too, Bob. You know, a couple hundred years. So, and we're in our, you know, our businesses are trying to bend over backwards to appease a hostile nation to the United States. They only pretend to want to do business with us because they're making us dependent on them so that they can have us by the balls. And they've done a very good job of it. But like, this isn't about, bringing people together the chinese are our fucking enemy and right. i don't and i don't say that but lightly bob, enter- entertainment brings people together no yeah but bob <laughs> bob video video vid- video games <laughs> if the chinese thought they they had enough of an upper hand that they could destroy the united states without terrible reproduction repercussions to them they would do it in a heartbeat well, that, that is the difference is they're playing a different game. They're playing a very long game of, like you said, getting a ton of businesses depending on dependent on them because they know these capitalist fucks are so greedy that if we can just make it where, oh, you're going to, instead of making most of the money, we can have you make all, all the, money. the money. So and what they're the, doing is they're playing Risk while we're playing Candyland. You know... I love Risk. Risk is a great fucking game. I would love to play Risk with you guys sometimes so I could take over the fucking world. <laughs> I've actually never played proper Risk. What? So, yeah. Have you ever played Risk? I have. Okay. Because I was about but to But have you ever played Stratego? I was about <laughs> to flip the table. Um, I used to have Stratego. I played it once. I remember nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, so obviously they're playing the long game of trying to, you know, then now they're 
exerting control over American businesses because these businesses are so money hungry. Mm -hmm. And that's what's crazy about it is a company like Blizzard, they already have endless money just off like take away Overwatch, take away Hearthstone, take away Starcraft, take away Diablo, take away whatever else. They have World of Warcraft just off that. They have endless money. They can do whatever the fuck they want for yep. all eternity. They're never going out of business. They're always going to be making more money yep. just off WoW. Take Not everything enough. else Not out. Enough though, Alex. Then you stack on Overwatch, which they said yesterday has... 50 million players. That is not a free-to-play game. That's a game you have to buy. 50 million players, okay? They have money. You're doing they all right. don't need more money. Oh, it's no, Alex, crazy. You, you always need more money. It's fucking crazy, dude. And it's even tastier when it's uh, blood money. Like, I understand. Let's say you're running, like, a fucking car repair place. And you want to expand your business because you only have a couple hundred regular customers. Okay. I get it. You want to make more money. I get it. Right. When you have 50 million copies of one game sold, I think you're okay. No. Like, Need more? I, I, <laughs> I don't think you're going to go under if you can't get to 60 million. I need more, Alex. Give me that blood money. That tasty, tasty blood money. But, you know... Fortunately, our leadership in this country is so good. I'm sure they'll steer us out of yeah, we'll whatever fine. disaster we'll be, we'll be fine. is incoming. We'll be good. We'll be good. Can we talk about WWE now? Sure. Talking about foreign countries exerting influence on American companies. I want to start this conversation by saying all these people that got left over there in Saudi Arabia, I say karma, bitch. That's what you get for going there. Fair enough. Honestly, if you didn't come back and immediately quit, you deserve really anything that happens to you. These people, like, they don't want to unionize. They think they got the sweetest gig in the fucking world, which some of them probably do. Some of them do, but then um, you're staring down, hey, uh, maybe we're going to get stuck here and I might get stuck in a uh, Saudi Arabia camp. That doesn't... And, and, and look, I don't know what fucking shenanigans Vince McMahon got over to over there. Apparently, the deal was they had not been paid for a previous show. It's what Meltzer and, said, right? Well, that's that's his speculation. He doesn't know for sure. Well, that's what I, I had read, um, that... That's what Meltzer said. They hadn't been paid for a previous show. And Vince said, you know, you need to pay us for that show and this show. Otherwise, we're not broadcasting this show. And that's when the money came in. And so, you know, Vince showed them how long his dick is. And then the prince, whatever prince is in charge of this, of the millions of them or whatever there are. The one that killed the journalist? Uh, it's probably a different prince or yeah. whatever. But um, he was like, oh, well... You're in Saudi Arabia, buddy, so we're going to give you your money, but then I'm going to show you how long my dick is. My favorite part of that, though, is that Vince was gone already. No, he just took off. Vince left. And he took off with, like, his buddies or whatever. Right. Yeah, he was just out of there. And Hogan and Lesnar got out of there, and everybody else is just like, well, you guys all, we don't really care about you, so. <laughs> and then they tried to claim, oh, it was a mechanical issue. There were, like, the military was surrounding the plane. Yeah. I don't think the military hangs out around a plane over a mechanical You know, issue. not that I've ever seen. And I, I'm I just fly, guessing. I fly a fair amount, so. So, 
I don't think they were, you know, people are saying they were hostages. I don't think they were hostages because they did let some of them leave. So if they were hostages, I don't think anyone was getting to leave. No. Um, but they definitely wanted to fuck with them a little bit. And I think that message got across. Mm-hmm. Um, but when these people like you see people going on Twitter and they're like, I'm never going back now or, um, you know, we're not in the top 20. They're joking around about that and stuff like that. It's like, dude, I don't feel bad for you. You went over there. You took the blood money. You right. know what you're getting in for. You clearly don't have to go. I mean, Daniel Bryan doesn't go. Uh, Kevin Owens don't go. Doesn't go. And I'm sure some sort of repercussion comes down on them because of that, whatever it might be. Well, I think it depends on how, how much money they're able to make off of you here. Like, Daniel Bryan is still a... a, a, a I don't watch anymore, but he's one he's of their been top marginalized dudes. marginalized like everyone, though. So, I don't know, but... But I just, I don't, I have no, I have oh, no, no sympathy for any no, of no, them. No, 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 no. You shouldn't be going Not that over I there. want anyone over there getting their fucking head chopped oh, off or whatever. No, Here, of course not. I will say this. As much as I hate the man, he's got some balls to sit there and hold the Saudis hostage with the show... That's insanity, actually. He is a fucking crazy person. That's actually shows They you literally killed somebody they didn't like, and they didn't try and hide it. For far less. <laughs> For far less. The guy was writing mean articles about the, about Saudi Arabia. He must die. That's, that's like nothing. How many people are writing mean articles about Saudi Arabia? That's like nothing. Mm-hmm. They killed that fucking guy. You're trying to take away their fucking TV show that they paid for? I'm surprised they didn't chop his head off on the, <laughs> on the spot. Seriously. I mean, seriously. Bring okay, the pay-per-view look, back online. I'll it's like, here, oh, this is happening now. I'll sit here on this podcast here in Illinois, and I'll talk shit about Saudi Arabia, okay? Oh, yeah. If I'm in Saudi Arabia, for if you, I wouldn't go there voluntarily. No, you should never go but voluntarily. But let's say I got caught. I'm, I'm in Saudi Arabia for some reason, okay? Flight gets diverted. I'm going to be quite pleasant. Yes. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm going to say everything here is wonderful. I'm really enjoying it here. Just hope for the best. In the wonderful country of Saudi Arabia. Kingdom. It's a beautiful yeah, the kingdom. Off with his head. Yeah. Off with his head. Yeah. It's a beautiful Damn kingdom it. you have here. I love this kingdom. That's how I would be. Vince McMahon is so in his own fucking universe that he thought he could fuck with the Saudis. I wouldn't be surprised if we heard a week from now he died in his home. I mean, seriously. That heart attack, his heart finally exploded. Yeah. And oh, conveniently, uh, Shane and Stephanie were also in that room, and they they you know just passed away suddenly. They were as well. very they were very sad. And then and then you know when they went to examine the body, they had to chop it up and drag <laughs> it out in bags. You know, the guy's crazy. He's an absolute like everyone knows Vince McMahon's a fucking lunatic that's in his own. Th- world. This is just one of those. It, it just proves he's a straight up crazy person. Yes, he he's nuts. Yeah. Well, the and others. this is the these are the people you want to do business with. Yeah, but you you, you well, lie and, with dogs. Well, and you here, get fleas. here here's the other thing about okay, Ashley. Here's the other thing. Still have to talk about that. We're getting there. We're, we got uh, another three hours. I got I got podcast. some more WWE stuff to so, talk here's about. Here's the thing: the Saudis are notoriously shitty about paying people. Notorious. They short everyone. Is that why he they get along so well with Donald Trump? Yes. It's exactly why, probably. Well, and here's what I also read, though, is that you have, you know, Donald Trump doing his thing, so it's opening up 
it's okay. Oh yeah, you can go to Saudi Arabia and do business with these people. Because McMahons are quite closely tied in with the Trumps. Yep. Because I believe that Linda had that cabinet position, and now she left and she's running a pro-Trump super PAC. It, it wasn't cabinet level, but yes. But she was up in there. Yeah. She was up in the mix. I think it was like head of the small business council. Which is fucking hilarious. Um, yeah. I mean, a company that's worth six and a half billion dollars. Small, small business. business. <laughs> the other thing I just saw was that, uh, and I, I didn't see it confirmed anywhere yet, but ACH has been released. Oh, has he? Well, again, look, not confirmed. I just saw that floating that, around that on was, Twitter. That's one of those things. That was clearly his goal. And once again, I feel no sympathy because you went and worked for a notoriously racist individual. Mm-hmm. And then you are blown away that said racist thing happened. No. <laughs> Sorry. That's just not how life works. That's like if I walk in front of a firing squad and then I'm surprised that I got shot in the head. I don't, I don't even know if it's that, Alex. I think it's, I'm going to go in. I know I'm making a deal with the devil. Let me get my my big payday, too. That, that's definitely what, okay, that is exactly what it was about. It wasn't, it was never about the shirt. It was about the fact that he wanted to be a featured player and he wanted to be pushed. And just the fact that he, like, the guy won, he lost all credibility when he went and he called uh, Jay White and Uncle Tom. I don't know what the, or not Jay White, Jay Lethal and Uncle Tom. I don't know what in God's name he was thinking with that. But, um, I just, that's, that's the, when I was seeing everything about it and I was reading what he was saying, it was very clear to me from the beginning this isn't a guy who's really upset or, worried about the shirt what he's upset about is his push and it was very self-serving mm-hmm. to me it's a bad shirt though it's a very bad shirt but yeah i mean like you said you if you well, go it was clear i don't know who had that idea let's put a Let's put a giant smile on a black shirt for a black guy. I mean, well, not only it's just it's very just similar to the the caricatures of black people from you know uh, earlier in the nineteen in the twentieth uh, century, and it's just very 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 racist, and it's just like, and even barring all of that, it was just a bad shirt, you know. But I mean that that's neither here nor there. But it's just. I just, yeah, I mean, the way he handled it, it was clear right from the bat he was angling for his release. You know, I mean, that was just a given. Mm. Well, and it sounds like he got it, so. I mean, not that anything about it was right and the shirt was horrible and all that. And like I you said, you know WWE is a is a racist piece of shit company, so. Yeah, it's, it's like, look, you could come up with this for any norm number of examples. It would be like if a woman goes to work there and then she's mad that they're sexualizing her. It's like, that's the company. That's what they've been doing for, you know, since the beginning of its existence for 50 years. You know, that's just the company. You can't go there and be mad that they want me to wear a shirt with, you know, uh, you know, a lot of cleavage or whatever. Well, and I can understand wanting to get in there and try to affect change, but if your name isn't McMahon, it doesn't matter. It's not like, um, you know, 
they had been working there for a long time under a certain mandate, and then suddenly they were told to stick to sports. Hmm. I see what you did there. But we did, started... did you like how like I I made the spin around the table because I clearly I'm... had a comment to say. Yes, and you... then Erica jumped in there in front of me, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Well, some people. That's how have, I roll. Some people have their, you know, everyone has their skills, Bob, and Erica's skill is interruption. It's very true. I'm very good at it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, but you know, it, to tie it in, um, so I've been watching all the episodes of AEW, and I don't watch WWE because who could possibly care? Why would you want to? But I was thinking about this after not the most recent episode on Wednesday, but the one before. Okay. I didn't see this week's. Okay, so. I can't remember. Now, I my, just to go, just to give a quick summary, I thought the first episode of AEW was okay. It was fine. I it remember it didn't blow your hair back. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't great. The next three or four episodes after that have been excellent oh, yeah. TV. Like, really, really great stuff. And I can't remember the last time I thought to myself... The last three weeks of a wrestling show have been amazing. Been worth my time to watch the full two hours or whatever. Like, like I watch a, like I watch a great New Japan show, like whatever monthly or whatever, or a great NXT takeover every oh, two. Speaking or three of New Japan, did I see that Hiromu's back? Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't watch anything about from today though. Oh, okay. So, um, I thought I saw something about that online. Hopefully. But, he's been out for a minute. Yeah, he's been out for like a year. Um, but the, can you remember thinking to yourself, oh my God, the last three weeks of SmackDown have just been incredible. I'm shaking my head. No. No. I can't even remember the last time I enjoyed one episode of Raw or no, SmackDown. No, it's, it's been... And I'm talking about, I'm not talking about like, oh, a segment. I'm talking about like the whole episode. The whole episode was worth the the time it took me to sit down and actually watch it. Yeah. So AEW has been killing it in that regard. I mean, it's not a perfect show. They definitely need to do a better job of enforcing whatever the rules are because they're all over the place on that. Well, I will also say, because I've seen some people be like, well, WWE's done something like that and then everybody shits on them, but like AEW does it, everyone's like fine with it. And it's the thing with that that I feel needs to be addressed is you have 20 years... 30 years, or not even that, like the last 15 years of WWE, any spark of potential or anything, it's all led to a bad place. It's all been shit. Yeah. With some exceptions. AEW does not have that that albatross around its neck of the past, you know, of it's all pretty new. So it's like we don't know what they're going to do. It's entirely possible they botch everything and it all ends up shitty. But it's like this is fresh. This is new. That's why people aren't shitting on it the way they would WWE. And also with WWE, you have all those years of them doing the same dumb shit and never making any attempt to change. Exactly. You know, like every time there's the same lame DQ to get out of a match that they never even should have booked if they were just going to do a lame DQ. You know, with AEW, I feel like there has been adjustments week to week to try to, you know, not do things that don't make any sense right. or not do some stupid stupid or make some effort to have some rules that are then there to break. Well, and I like that they had, what was it, the Moxley, um, oh, 
who was he wrestling? The Draw. There was a, a match they had. It was a TV time left. Oh, yeah. Nev- Neville. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it ended in a draw. And I know people were kind of like, oh, it's like, no, I'm interested in that because it's like, it's a different way of, okay, right. well, I want to see them in like a no time limit and really go all the fuck out to beat each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah. There, there's just trust there because they haven't destroyed that trust yet. And it's like I said, it's entirely possible that they will. But. Here's another example of just the way that they're doing things correctly. You had... what? What's that tag team? Private Party? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know who these fuckers are. I've never heard of them before. They're going against the Young Bucks in that in the uh, the tag uh, tournament, whatever. Yeah. They made those guys with that match. Yeah. That match was fucking awesome. I think if I have a criticism of the show, it's that you and I know who the young bucks are and we know who Kenny Omega is and you know, whatever song on the line. If you're just like someone who just turns on TNT and you're going by this channel, you need, they need to do a little bit more of establishing. Why are the young bucks, the best tagging team in the world? Who are these guys? Why are we saying Kenny Omega is the best bout machine? Because like I was thinking about it. So last week was the first time Moxley has even talked, or no, this week. He talked this week, yeah. Is the first time Moxley's even talked on the show. Kenny Omega still hasn't talked on the show. You need to get these guys over. I mean, Hangman Page goes out there. So he has a match, whatever. After the match, he cuts a promo and he says, you know, because he's facing Neville at the pay-per-view. He goes, uh, (laughs) I remember exactly what he says, but he says something along the lines of like, you know, well, I'm going to do at the pay-per-view, I'm going to do some real cowboy shit. And like the crowd just love that, you know, and they started chanting cowboy shit. And it's like, great. You got the guy some promo time. He came up with something cool. And now like you got something for people to latch on to, right. you know, whereas before it was like, who's, you know, who's hanging I, I don't page? know. Right, right. If you don't like watch, you B, said, if you don't watch be in the elite, you don't who's know who hangman page. Right, right. Exactly. So they got to do a little bit more of that. But, you know, they're getting there. They're getting better. Oh, yeah. Well, the show's been on a month, right? Yeah. Start at the beginning like, of October. For for a bunch of people who have no experience producing wrestling television and doing two hours a week, they're really killing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I also think, though, that you you can get people over. It needs to be both the promos and the wrestling. Right. I do think they got... At least in my eyes, and again, I've been following the Young Bucks for... We, we were just going through some old shit. Bob had tickets to the Chikara Gra- uh, Tag Grand Prix from 2013. We saw the Bucks at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a little fucking auditorium in Chicago. It was rad as shit. That show was awesome. But, so, like you said, I know who they are. So in Private Party, beating them in, in a match that was fucking rad... It made them to me. No, yeah, and that's and exactly, and I totally like I, I'm with you. That is great. That was an awesome match, and you can make my guys just by having an awesome match, and then they have a awesome match the next week with the Lucha Bros, you yeah. know. And you can make guys just off having great matches. They've been doing that in pro wrestling for a billion years. But if you want people to really connect, you do need to give yeah, them. Yeah, you need them time. the personality, the person to connect to. But and that's one thing that's so fucking refreshing because I'll go back to the example I always go back to. Do you remember when the Ascension came up to the main roster in WWE and all all the fucking announced team did 
was shit all over them the entire time. Who the fuck are these guys? Who gives a shit? They're fucking terrible. Let's have all the 50-year-olds come out and beat the hell out of the new young guys and then be like... Why didn't she get over? Why didn't she get over? Why doesn't anybody like the Ascension? <laughs> why didn't this work? Why don't people give a shit about the Ascension? They really cared about him in NXT. I wonder what happened. It, it's It's bewildering to me. So it's refreshing to see that, and that's part of the reason why I'm like, yeah, I'll watch AEW. You you can keep your WWE, even though you have some of my my favorites still over there. Yeah. You know, it makes me sad that I can't watch Daniel Bryan wrestle, but it's just like, you know, look up some old stuff online. And if there was ever a time to unionize, it's now because they've got all this money in the TV deals. Mm-hmm. They're not firing anybody because they don't want anyone to go to uh, to AEW. Right. Like if Daniel Bryan walks in tomorrow and he's like, I'm the leader of this union, what are they going to do? Fire him? They're not fucking firing him. No. Oh, Alex, like you said that and my heart swelled a little bit. If Daniel Bryan were to do that, he would he would solidify himself but in my the heart. Prob- the problem is, you would have to get everyone on board, and you would have to get all of NXT on board. Yes, because if you just get the main roster on board, well, they just get rid of you and they bring NXT up. Right, exactly. That's what I somebody on uh, uh, I forget where I was. Might have been on the avocado in their politic uh, po- politics thread earlier today. They were like, "Yeah, that SmackDown was just like the best like." Uh, uh, advertisement for don't unionize because yeah NXT is right behind you guys and they'll be like oh yeah we'll 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 come in yeah you have to convince these people this isn't the way it should be and you could have more and you're not getting your fair share I mean if you look at most sports leagues not the WWE is sports but there isn't it is an equivalent in some ways mm-hmm. most sports leagues the players are getting about 50 percent of the profits in sports leagues and uh also actors guilds uh, you know you get sag so the both of the equivalents are both unionized well yeah. i mean one they shouldn't be independent contractors cuz they're not uh they should have fucking health care it's disgusting that they don't when they're destroying mm-hmm. themselves out there for for our fucking entertainment they should have a union that's right. just, they should have a union full stop. What, what, what I've heard recently is, and this was before they got all that extra money off the TV deals and everything, that the roster was making something like 8% of the profits was going towards the roster. Like, that means the rest is just being fucking pocketed. Right. Like, that's crazy. That is insane. You're getting fucked. You are, you're getting so fucked. Like, come on, guys. You're getting double penetrated. Well, and it's... Well, some people enjoy that. But it's like they're... they're... Yes, they work at WWE. <laughs> it's... It's... They can, it's like a cult. They convince people... That's oh, exactly what it is. You're so lucky to work here. It's you're like, living no, your dream. Right. I'm Brock Lesnar. You're lucky to have me. And Brock Lesnar has convinced them of that. That they're lucky to have him. He's the best... for business, him. He's the you best know, businessman to ever be in pro you know wrestling. What? The... The best, the way all unions are destroyed is by convincing people they're better than they are. Um, Because there is a truth. If you are the top person, the union is not the best idea for you. Because you can negotiate something better for yourself Mm -hmm. than, you know, the average. I would argue you should give a shit about your fellow workers, but... But 
I mean, I but, got but, mine. But fuck to, you. But to your point, if you're Brock Lesnar, you have the sweetest deal of all sweet deals. Like yeah. you work five days a year and they pay you $10 million. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so like, he's not going to, he's like, what, what do I need to unionize? He for? doesn't need to unionize. Right. Now, but then they he, go. Now, should the extremely wealthy guy be willing to support the people who aren't extremely wealthy? Yes, yes that would be nice. But some people have no, but empathy. that's, but it's, it's less about that. Um, mm. And more about they convinced the rank and file that they could all be Brock Lesnar one day. They could all be big. Because if you believe that, if you believe that you could be the top percent, you think, why would... No, I don't want to change the system because I don't want to be screwed. See, I don't know that it's that necessarily. That's how America I know, works. I know that. I don't think it's that necessarily in WWE, though. I think it's... You're living your dream, and you should be happy to be working with us. That's what I think it is there. Yeah, you're on TV, and we've made you a star. You're not a star. We made you a star, and we can break you anytime we want. But, and you're living, you've always wanted to work here, haven't you? Has Wasn't it your dream when you were a kid to work at WWE? Don't you love wrestling? This is wrestling, baby. Not so much anymore. Sports entertainment. Oh, excuse me. Pardon me. I always wanted to be a sports entertainer. Speaking of true sports entertainment, I am so ready to discuss the challenge. We were we we were sitting on the couch the other day. We finished this latest episode, and I looked at Bob, and I'm like, I'm just getting embarrassed for these people. The stupidity on display this season—it's staggering. Is like it's it's the perfect way. It is it's staggering because it's just like, what are you doing? I've seen. Some people do some dumb things on the challenge over the years. Look, there's there's 33 seasons. Oh, of there's stupidity, been some dumb shit on the challenge for sure, for sure. I have seen some dumb shit here and there. Yes, I have never seen so many people be so fucking stupid. Episode after episode after episode after episode. It's painful. And when, and when people try to say to me, oh, the show is scripted, the show's fake, all this stuff. I'm like, if the show was scripted, they wouldn't script it like this. This is too much stupidity. It's yeah. like they would never write the show like this because no. they're turning people off. They're turning me off. Like, I hate this season right now. I don't. I, and, yeah. Same. And like, did you listen to that interview with Laurel? I didn't yet. Okay. Laurel sums up my thoughts on Cara Maria perfectly. You know, Cara Maria always wants to act like she's the fucking victim and everyone else is wrong and then be then wonder why everyone's mad at her. Well, what did she say this week? There was something she was like, we, we don't vote people on our own team in. And I was just like... But they're no, no. What she what she said was yes. What she said was we don't vote. We don't want to vote people on our own team in, but we have to get rid of the cancers. No, that was Polly that said that. Okay, well, Polly said cancers. Yeah, I mean, so I I've seen some stuff on uh, on Reddit of people saying, well, you know, the rule set is bad, and you know, it sucks that you can't you know save anyone you like you can't save yourself just by the teams in just a whole lot of bullshit right because to me if they had played the game smart from the beginning you wouldn't be in this situation and you know 
to me, it's a, it's a, it's at a point where if they don't pull some sort of shenanigans, I don't know how they're going to finish the season. Like well, the UK just keeps losing people. What I feel like what needed to happen, if I don't know if there's going to be a twist or what's going to happen or whatever. Okay, let's assume for the sake of argument, there will be no twist, and it's just like we're gonna, you know just keep going like this and however you know many people end up on each team at the end that's your team in the finals and then whatever right if that's what's going to happen i wish that they would have just told them at the beginning of the season like look guys everyone come in the room everyone come in the room there's going to be no shenanigans there's going to be no twist. We're not going to fucking yank the rug out from under you 10 episodes in or whatever. These are the teams. These are your teams. There's no, like, you know, this is it. And that way they just know. Because I'm sure if you're Kara or you're Pauly, you're thinking bullshit's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Especially Kara. She's been there forever. She's got to be thinking they're going to do something like they're going to split us up into pairs because they always do or it's going to be solo right. something is going to happen there's going to be some mass right. purge at the end you know which is probably what's going to happen to get fair teams in the final is they're probably going to do some purge to where like each team only ends up with six people or something like that right. you know right um that's probably what they'll end it up would doing. be it would be hysterical if we got to the point where it was like Okay, well, UK can't lose anymore, so US. You lose six people. You're you're going every week you're just losing people. It's stupid. It's what it is. I just I can't even believe some of the things people are doing that defy all logic and reason. I I understand Leroy's thinking with the little head instead of the big head because he just wants to fuck Cam. That's all Leroy wants. You know, I give him, you know, it is what it is. Leroy just wants to fuck Cam. Well, and I think Leroy also is like, I've seen people win everything by fucking over everybody. So I have to start. But, but here's the thing. If Leroy just voted with the other side of Team US before Tori went to Team UK... They had the numbers. Yep. He's the swing vote. Mm-hmm. And instead, you're working with the people who fucked over your friend Johnny. It's mind-blowing. Well, that's the other and thing, it, though. And if they fucked him over, you think they got any issue fucking you over? Well, that's what I was just going to well, say. Just to wait till they label you team cancer. Right. Then you're done. Well, that's any of these people. Even what's-her-face on the other team? Kaylee. Kaylee? You don't like what you really think they're gonna save you? No, you're you're done as no. soon as it's. They are gonna save you because they want you oh, in the she finals. Sucks, right. Because you're terrible. Right. They're not protecting you to like help you win money. That's what I don't understand. What is what is the what are these people on Team UK thinking? They're protecting you I have no because idea. they're figuring I'm you s- all suck. I'm sitting there looking at Theo, looking at Georgia, like. I'm actually sympathetic to both of them right now because they are literally being fucked by stupidity. No, but they're stupid too because if the two of them would have gone to Team US, now the vote swings. It's like... Right. The, it's Everyone's dumb. Everyone yeah. keeps fucking themselves over. Georgia and Theo fucked themselves over. Then Leroy fucks himself over. Then Joss fucks himself over. I mean, from now on, you know Joss... I'm sorry, I forgot. That's not his title. From now on, he's Kendall. 
He's just a big fucking dummy with nothing between his nothing between his ears who's just really attractive. He's just a massive moron. I, I, he's he's like agonizing over this vote, and I'm like, what what is the hard decision here? Dude, all he had to do was vote in Ashley, okay? Well, then Ashley's gone. And at the end of the day, here's the two things that could have happened. One, Tory loses and Team US loses someone. Two, Ashley loses to Tory. Ashley's gone. Tory joins your team. Now Team US has lost two people and you gained one. That's a three-person swing and yes. one elimination. Yep. Instead, you vote in Georgia and eliminate your best well, woman. And, and, and it's crazy. And, here, and here's the here's the especially crazy, like because the the you know Kaylee, idiot of the universe. Um, they talk about the numbers. The numbers. If you can't win a challenge, you are have to send somebody from your side. Right, in your numbers mean every nothing. week. Right. You're not like you can't. I mean, unless you get a series of challenges where not we're having more people is a disadvantage, like you're you're gonna end up in eliminations. And and now, what's gonna happen to Team UK is guess who's getting voted in every time from the women? Just like the men, every time it's we're voting in Theo with the women every time it's gonna be George's friend, the one who's built like a brick shit house. She's gonna be getting sent in every time. It's gonna be like, hey, go eliminate these people for us. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like it's stupidity. Kaylee's gonna probably end up going to the final, and she's gonna gas out three seconds. Well, in she's gonna die because she can't run, and D can't run either. She almost died. She almost actually did die just running around a pool in perfect conditions. Like these people are fucked. Yeah. And they're fucking themselves. That's what's... Like, look... That's the most painful thing, Alex, is that they're fucking themselves. I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe the finals roll around and Team UK just have one day of gloriousness. And they win the fucking final. And it all looks like genius moves. But even if that happens, you're still idiots. You just got lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and what what's frustrating me is that there's been no consequences for the relentless lying. That's another aggravating thing is like on the show, generally the main currency you have is your word and your ability to perform. But if your word's good, at least people know if I can get you to shake my hand and commit to something, that's one less person I have to worry about. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can't figure out, like I think I texted you, why does anyone work with Ashley? I have no idea. Like, why? She's fucked over everyone she's ever worked with. And does Kara, in her crazy stupidity, actually believe Ashley wouldn't fuck her over the first opportunity she has? If they go to a final and it's like, oh, whoever performs best on the team gets to decide what happens with the money. If that's Ashley, that's her money, and you just did all of this bullshit to help Ashley. I hope that's what happens. I would laugh my ass off if Team US won and Ashley stole the money from them. Please. Please. Flying spaghetti monster. If there's a god out there, if you exist, all I ask 
is to let Ashley win and steal the money from Cara Maria. That way that bitch can play the victim again. It's going to be great. Please let it happen. See, what I want is uh, Bananas to come back next season and have just just I, I, have some numbers and wreak some vengeance because it's just the the crew that Kara and Polly are running is just like it, it's sickening. Like none of them are like Cam sucks. Yeah, Ninja sucks. Yep, Ninja is a totally weird person because in in theory she's good. In theory, like she finished that final last year, which was hard as all fuck. Mm-hmm. In theory, she's good. She fucking sucks. Can't swim worth a shit. Like this season, has Ninja done anything well? No. Like when Zach comes out and he's like, "Ninja's our worst woman." Well, That's credible. I he, believe him. And the elimination that she should have dominated on, she only won because of a weird set of circumstances. Yeah, and and, and if they would have if they would have say done that right and put them both at the bottom with with one stake and said put the stake in and race to the top, Laurel would have won. There's no way Ninja beats Based her. On Although the performance I get that we I get to tell you, you go back to that in you know that fucked up the whole and, season and well that fucked up the season i think the week before fucked up the whole season though originally because that's when why why in challenge history do you not make power moves until later in the game it's because it fucks up the game and it just throws everything into disarray and that's exactly what happened here johnny got thrown in well, that was the week after that was after was it after Wes was the week Wes before. was the week before you know, I, I it's like you did all these things. You got rid of these big players, and you caused chaos. I and can't believe production sat there and made a decision to effectively keep Ninja on the show over, over Laurel. Laurel. So they're stupid too. It's like everyone. I don't know what happened. Maybe there's something in the air out there, wherever the fuck they're at. Everyone's stupid and like a two mile radius. And not, like, kind of dumb. Like, actively, insanely stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, and I can already tell you what's going to happen this, this this next episode. U.S. is going to win because Team U.K. just sucks. They're going to vote. Jordan's UK's getting gonna, voted in. Team U.K. is going to vote in Theo. Mm-hmm. No, Team U.K. is going to vote in Theo. And then Team U.S. is going to vote in Jordan. Jordan's going in either way. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Right. So it's like... Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, do, I hope Jordan wins, and I hope he goes over to Team UK. You just got to hope that everyone keeps, like, winning and going over, because if you get, like, Zach over there, and you get Nani over there, and you get, you know, he's a fucking idiot, too. But even if you get Josh, Josh over there, you know, at least then you get some numbers working well, to and your Josh, advantage. Well, and Josh, as big of an idiot as he is, he sees what's happening for exactly what's happening. Josh he's, is... He's a dummy, and I... I, yeah. I, I, one thing I'm also curious about is how, how much is it? They edit it really well to make it look like these people or like Josh is just following orders and stuff like that. Versus, I wonder. Well, now I would say Josh is like or he's not Josh, earlier in the Josh season. Josh or Joss. Joss. Like I don't know. Like, Joss on UK. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's just hard to know, like, who's just 
my favorite term lately, beta cucking and following orders. And who legitimately thinks that this is the right thing for them to do? I don't know. I think that fucking the deliberate, like, just him agonizing over the... To me, it wasn't even like, why are you even considering throwing Georgia in? It's crazy. Because he's a fucking idiot. But why is that even a consideration? Okay, Kaylee, you're a dumb fuck. No, Ashley. Well, or he could have just turned on Kaylee. Oh, wait. No, she was in the she was in the tribunal. Yeah, you can't so say that. You couldn't have thrown her in. So here's a question. Um, I, like I said earlier, I think, you know, people being stupid earlier in the season set up a, a really dumb exploitation of the rules. It's just a shame. But, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to stop interrupting you all the time. But I apologize. Is, is, should there be some other mechanic in this game to prevent how bipolar or like such domination? Like if you win, should if you win elimination, should you get more than just well, you don't go home? Well, they've done the thing before where you're safe. You can't be in the next elimination as well. Right. What um, they need to do? Bring back the fucking draw. I like that chaos. The draw was outstanding. By the way, one of the things I found out from listening to that Laurel podcast, yeah, is Laurel said it's actually in the contract if they if they throw challenges, like blatantly throw a challenge, it's a ten thousand dollar fine. So, like, he asked her at one point. You remember that one challenge where they had to like take yep. stuff up the hill? They kind of he, threw that they challenge. they threw it. But they didn't blatantly throw it. Right. But you, could, you her, could tell. He asked her if, he, if she threw it. And she goes, uh, I can't confirm or deny that I you threw, threw it. it. You threw it. You threw it. You threw it. It's a shame because you saw how Laurel and Kara were really starting to go in that one episode. Oh, my God. If she was still here. Oh, my God. This season would be so much better. Yeah. It would be. Because it's be like so- Laurel would be like, yeah, throw me every fucking time. I will, what? I will destroy all of you. What was the? I, I don't understand what the logic was. Like, they should have reset and been. We're doing this over. You, you eliminated your most compelling character. Like her and Johnny both got eliminated in two weeks. You eliminated your most compelling man and woman. It's like, what? And that's what I mean. If the show was scripted, you wouldn't be doing this stuff. No, Johnny Bananas would go the distance every single fucking time. Yeah, you might have, you'd have people beat him because that would be interesting. But he'd be there most of the time because he's such a great TV character. Exactly. And I'm, I'm just the whole season's very disappointing. And what I it started like I said, off really good. Mm-hmm. What I, what I really hate about Kara is she's so full of shit, and she's like doesn't even know that she's full of shit. She's one of those people who thinks their shit doesn't stink. And those are the most annoying human. When she's sitting in those, the the confessionals and she's saying the shit and I'm just like, no, that's what you did. You did that. You did that. Not like three episodes ago. Yeah. They don't know. You're looking like, that's why I loved bear blatantly into the camera. And it's just like, bears the best. Yeah. I'm Be- cheating on her. <laughs> Bear, Bear to me is your perfect reality TV heel. He's an asshole. He's lying. But when he comes into the confessional, he tells you the truth right. because there's no reason to lie to the viewer at all. There's no point. All if you lie to me in the confessional, I'm just like, well, you're just an asshole, or you're an idiot. 
Ashley. Like they've got all these people. It's especially the women. They're driving me crazy because Polly just kind of like sits back for the most part. And he's a fucking liar, but he's not saying anything that's like offensive. Kara's in there. She's just being a raging bitch. And I don't think she even knows it. Uh, Ashley's in there talking about, Oh, I should have gone to college. I'm in here with all these crazy people. Like, that's you, dude. Yeah. Cam's in there talking about, I've come up with some great plan. I'm a fucking genius. Kaylee's making power moves. You have the votes. You haven't done anything. You're terrible. Cam <laughs> drives me nuts. Um, Ashley, in her own way, like, I flip between, like, detesting Ashley I fucking and loving Ashley. Because her... her like she is self-aware in how unself-aware she is Ugh. in a weird way, and because she'll come up, she'll say right to the camera and be completely, completely, like, yeah, these people are all crazy, like you said, and like, not bad an eye, but kind of gives you the wink to the camera right. at the same time. Kara, I Kara must actually believe her shit she's like Kara in her mind is like the nicest person in the fucking world and everyone else is just trying to fuck with her why are they all fucking with me I'm so nice I'm all about team USA every time they fucking say that I'm just like no you guys don't get to say that anymore we're you, not you, voting in our we're not voted voting in, in our teammates so many of you like Polly shook Johnny Bananas's hand like, like you said, your your word is your bond on this show. That's your currency. I don't, I don't like. That's what's crazy to me. Once you lie, why doesn't everyone just turn on you? Like, even Josh for being a complete dummy, he turned on Paulie because he lied. Right. So that's right. They were kind of bros, weren't yeah. they? I forgot about that. Yeah. And it, w- w- why isn't I just don't like you know Kara and Paulie only have power because they have the votes. Just turn on them. Well, and the whole thing is they come back next season. Like, people watch the show. Why would anyone trust you or believe uh, any? Apparently it doesn't matter. Say. Apparently it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's like they're fucking watching Trump and they're just like, oh, we just lie? It doesn't matter? Yeah. I don't know. Bring back the draw. That's all and, I and also, it, there's a very... In one episode, you saw how clearly people view Polly versus how they view Turbo, okay? Because... Paulie starts acting like he's all big and tough with Dio and he's chest bumping him and everything and people are in the background they're fucking laughing they're laughing because you're a joke Paulie George is in the background she's going kiss again she's laughing at him because he's a fucking joke Turbo starts getting hot you got like six security guards on him and everyone's like people are looking around like Someone's hide gonna, the silverware. Someone's going to die. Hide the silverware. Let's get a fucking hundred foot fucking radius around this guy. Because he might just explode and kill everyone. Somebody's going to die. Like, So I'm glad you brought up the name Turbo. Because I I have thoughts. Thoughts. Well, he's feelings. a dummy too. Um, Turbo. The, Turbo. The problem is Turbo is too pure for this world. Um. I mean, you're not wrong. Because, <laughs> you know, because I've been reading a lot about, evidently he's been on a talk circuit. Um, and 
what it sounds like is he had he's just he just got to a point where he was so tired of the bullshit. Yeah. And I guess what he and can you blame the what, guy? what he told and, and you know so was it specifically Jordan? No, I think it was just Jordan was the one pushing his buttons at that moment when he was ready to break. Um and even some of the stuff I heard from Jordan was basically like I didn't I, you know I didn't it didn't seem like it, enough to really to yeah but uh, you know Turbo was basically saying like this season is a lot was a lot worse than last season in the way people were treating each other he was saying things about um he brought up some uh, some and this is all translated from Turk, Turkish so um you know this may be untrue uh, so take it with a grain of salt I'll hopefully be able to corroborate this more but if what he said is true um, was that like there was a much more um, they were treating the the men the male cast was treating the female cast a lot worse and he you know he just snapped he he just had enough and um, he he basically production what he said is that production asked said you know we'll let you back if you promise to just drop it and he basically told him no I, if you guys let me back in the house i'm going to collapse jordan's chest in and sleep um so just send me home well good for and- him for recognizing that it was <laughs> it was time to go home or i'm going to kill someone and i and i think and i think part of it too is his english isn't very good right and this is what nani i heard nani talk about this somewhere um, you know, when Jordan is telling him, you know, they're manipulating you, they're using you. And then Nani, they showed her when she was alone in the gym with she him. She's talking to. She's trying yeah. to explain to Turbo. What's happening. They're using you. This is what's happening. And he didn't. He, it was like she was he she was saying that he was telling her, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, what does this word mean? What she does said that, that word to mean? Zach this episode when they were in the, the room together. Oh, did she? Yeah. She was like, I'm trying to. I, I she like started crying because she was like, I can't make him understand what they're they're using him yeah. to get rid of Jordan. And, and, and that's what sucks, because if Turbo would have just voted with the other side, if you got Leroy just voting with the other side, the numbers swing and then you can get rid of these assholes. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know, man, I just it's what's aggravating for me is that when I've watched the show for all these years, if someone's doing something, they don't lie in the confessional because there's no point. It's just it's just completely pointless to lie to people who know what's actually happening. Exactly. It's like, don't tell me the sun's blue. I can see it's fucking yellow. Right. I'm looking at it you know? myself. Thank you. Um, and I, I just when every time Cara Maria comes in that confessional and lies, it's like, fuck you. And it's been bad this season. Like, I know I've, she's lying the whole time. I've stuck up for Cara a lot over the years. I'm done. It's just, it's, this is, just, oh, no. she's been so aggravating for like three seasons now. And yep. people could say whatever they want about some people. I mean, is like, is Laurel a good person? No. Okay. Like, Laurel is not a good person. But compared to Kara, she's like fucking St. Mary. On the show, we should say. I don't know who, how Laurel is in her day to day life, but. Yeah. And it does, yeah. like, honestly, it fucking sucks that she's not on the show anymore. Oh, my God. I How can't even... much better and, would this and, season have been? And so many of the newer people are just so fucking boring or dumb, like, to unreal degrees. Uh, Kendall. 
Yeah. Like him and Rogan are just like, dude, could you two just go off? Rogan at least has some personality. Mm. I Does he? More than just does. I, I, you know, I Rogan, he's an idiot. He's, but, he's being manipulated by Paulie too. Sure, but at least he's kind of. I, I think Rogan's more entertaining than Joss. But you know, the whole thing is they they have you know you've you've not built new characters that are compelling or interesting. You know, you have to do that because you know one. How many seasons has it been since Laurel was last on, and she's not going to come on forever. Johnny's not going to come on forever. He's actually making traction in, you know, real TV. Um, hey, don't, don't shit on the challenge. And, 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 you know, the people you do have that are new who are compelling are in this hellhole. Like Georgia's in the fucking hellhole. Theo's in the hellhole. Yeah. Turbo's in the hellhole. Uh, Kyle's in the hellhole. You know, it's like, these are all the interesting new people and you just keep, discarding them to keep ninja around it's like dude someone should just take ninja out back and fucking shoot her just gotta get her off the tv it's brutal i think what you've shown this season is that because the uk that team uk or whatever everybody on there is so inexperienced within the game you can't split the teams up like that i mean you have ct in there Trying to be a guiding hand, but, but I they think don't listen to him. Him too. He's just been like, I'm just gonna sit back and just see well, how this all plays out. Right, because out. he doesn't want to pick a side. Right, because he's just like, they're afraid of me enough that I'm not gonna get voted in. Right, like no one's gonna vote me yeah. in as long as I just keep my head down and don't like piss anybody off. Right. And his strategy works. That's what I appreciate about CT. I mean, I know I, there's there's some criticism of CT out there in the wild that you know he just he you know that people don't like people who play the middle. Um, just in general. Uh, but you know, that strategy works for him and it has worked for him in so many seasons. Well, and it makes sense to do it this season because he see uh, being, having been on the show as long as he has, I think he also recognizes you are all dummies. So uh, and he gets away with it. Every, uh, 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 session they have to vote somebody in. You never see him being the first one to be like, yeah, we should, he waits to see what the vote is. And then he's like, yeah, we'll go with that person. Because he, he's like, it's on best of the worst when the person doesn't want to talk about the movie. CT always starts the discussion, and he's like, all right, guys, <laughs> let's, let's get it going. What, what are you thinking? When they were having that argument, Polly and Jordan, and Polly admitted that Tori's the best girl on the team, do you think Kara in that moment, did her world just collapse? <laughs> A little bit, yeah. You, like, even if he's lying, just hearing him say the words was like. But then he, she doesn't live in reality, so she. I was I was less upset when some girl was riding your dick. How do you how do you break, Polycara, besides just not having them on the show? Just don't have them on the show. I am part. praying, praying to God that for the next season one of them is not cast, like. I don't care which one it is, really. I don't even care, because Kara's so hateable now. Just pick one. Don't have them on so this doesn't happen anymore. It's the fucking worst. Or, you know what? Have them both on. That's fine. But then if I'm in that house, too, I'm throwing one of them in immediately. I'm but just... they're not. They're fucking stupid. They're too stupid. No, I know that. But that's why I'm saying on, like, the next... Who knows who's going to be on the next season? Dude, I need a season where it's, like, Team Intelligent versus Team Dummy. And just put isn't that like, kind of what we have put, now? Yeah, sort of. I mean, just put like put like 
Johnny and bring back like fucking Kenny, put them on one team, put Emily over there, put Laurel over there. Uh, and then you got like, you could just put like the a fucking other Alliance over there. Put like, you know, he's not a total dummy, but he's way dumber than he thinks he is. Put like Wes over there, put Paulie over there, put Carr over there. Like those are the teams I want to see. I think, I think what you need is what Erica wants. I think you need the draw or a similar. You need cha- that random again. Because think about it. I've been sitting here for the last five minutes trying to think about a mechanic where you could have Kara and Polly legitimately have to play against each other instead of play together. But you put them on opposite teams. One of them lets the other one win to protect while the other one gets protected. Um, you put them on the same team. You get this bullshit. Like you need, you the need the chaos. And because and you can't have. Whenever in any one season, one alliance gets to a point where they're just straight up running the game and there's no hope of opposition against them, be it stupidity or just numbers, it's just not fun to watch anymore. Until that ends up imploding. And that is what's going to eventually end up happening. Because I don't know if Ninja thinks she's not going to be like one of the first ones to get thrown to the dogs when there's like no other women to throw. But it's like, what do you think is going to happen? And they're going to say it's performance-based. Oh, yeah. See, what what I would... If I was production, I would come come into the season and say, listen, this is a legitimate... Like you said, have that sit-down meeting with them. and But have the caveat of, look, if you guys fuck this up and we get two out of whack, there will be... Because there has to be. There will be a gimmick. There's going to be a purge at some point this season. I guarantee you within the next three episodes, there's going to be something where like 10 people get eliminated. Well, because you have something. to. We're at episode 10. I don't know how many episodes are in the season. They typically go 16, right? Ish. I mean, they're an hour and a half long now, so who knows? But you got you to gotta clean house. And... But you're right. To your point, it's like a few seasons ago, or I think you think you said it, Erica. It's like to a few seasons ago where Ashley and Amanda and um, oh my God, Shane, and then the other girl I can't remember her name right now, where they were running the show. That uh, uh, what was that? They call them like the pink the lavender ladies. The lavender ladies. That season was horrible because it was like, oh my god, we're eliminating all the compelling characters to keep around these fucking dorks that are just annoying. Mm -hmm. Yep, 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 yep. It's like that's why that's why I say it's like people think the show's scripted. It's like you're not scripting it to be like you're not you wouldn't script this. It'd be like if you were watching like uh, I don't know the fucking soaps and there's some star on the soaps they wouldn't like write the star off episode one right. oh but we'll bring them back 30 episodes from now well their ratings will have tanked and i mean i'm still gonna watch i'm not gonna not watch but i'm just here's an idea Ooh. what if you script you you set up the season in advance where you let people where you let the cast outside the show form up, put them in pairs, get it, make it a huge cast, and you get to pick your partner, and then the way you need to, I think you need to, you need to kind of find a way, a mechanic 
that weakens alliances. No, here's what I want. This is this is actually the. You almost have way. to do rivals again. This is this is the perfect way you can do it. If you want to do teams again, which I think after this season there aren't going to be any more team seasons because this season's been not bad. for a while. At but least. if you're going to do a team season, they should come in with two preset captains that get to do a draft. Because if you do that, in theory, people are going to draft their alliances in for theory. the most part. Yes, they might draft a few yeah, just a to fuck point. with the other team. But they're going to generally draft their alliances. So, like, just based off, look at this season. You could do a Team Cara Maria versus a Team Laurel or a Team Cara against a Team Johnny and just let them draft. And, yeah, she'll end up with fucking Cam and Ashley and Polly. You could have your fucking team. And then, you know, he'll draft whoever he wants. I think that would be a way more interesting way to do the teams. Um... I don't know. There needs to be, yeah. It just, yeah. I, I this it, the way they did it this season was just bad, and I understand why they did it the way they did it, but I think they thought it was a good idea and the whole thing where people could switch sides. But and it, I think the structure of the show in theory is fine. Like when it's on paper, it mm-hmm. looks good. There's too many dumb people, and there's like. Oh, and Team UK can't win a challenge to save their fucking life. And even when they win, they fuck themselves over. Right. And you created a mechanic that's been used once all season. Yeah. Because if you were on Team US, unless it got as bad as it's it's gotten, why would you... They're winning. Why would I leave that team? Right. Yeah. But then there's also nothing... Like, what, what drives me nuts is, like, there's nothing to protect you from from an elimination other than being on the tribunal and you know and then there's nothing like which which sucks to me because like you could be you could literally be the best on the team you're Theo you can't get on the tribunal because you don't have the numbers from the alliance so you end up thrown into the elimination even though there's no like there, I feel like there should be a, another mechanic in place that allows the top performers to stay out of Well, and what, what did they do? Not even the top performers, if you've been thrown in. What is it, the grenade a few seasons yeah, ago? Yeah, something like that. Where it was like, you can't get thrown in the next episode, and now you have this mechanic with which to fuck with people. Right. You just got to have it... You've got to have it all season. You know, because they've run into... They they've run into problems before where like the you know where they'll change everything in mid season when they didn't need to. Right. Something needs to happen this season. Yes. Because it's yeah. just it's getting to be unwatchable. Well, At the beginning of the season, I was hoping that something wouldn't happen, but now because of how everything's played out and there's so much rampant stupidity on display, you need something to happen. I need production to step in. I mean, in. I feel like they need to, they should be coming into a season with with. A, with two game plans one that sticks with the rule set through the whole year through the whole uh, the whole season and one where there is and I'll, everything I'll, is terrible we need to fix this right and they should only they should only execute it if it makes sense for the, the rest of the season yeah just for me the way this season has gone when when West got eliminated, I was like, okay, Wes is entertaining, so I don't want him off the show so early. But Wes always does the same thing he's going to do, and he was going to do it again this season. So I'm not really that well, upset Well, and he about just got it. caught in it. 
this season yeah. early. Everyone was like, no, we know what your bullshit is. We're not dealing with it this um, season. Yeah. And then Laurel gets eliminated and the way she got eliminated was like, fuck. You know, yeah. and that really hurt the show. And then Johnny goes the next episode. Every episode from then on out has just been a drag because you lost all your compelling characters. And Well, you lost... You lost the and people who got the spine to to stand up to Polly and be interesting about it, right? Jordan will stand up to you, but Jordan's just a kind of a dick. Um, That's you, how unlikable Polly is that I like <laughs> Jordan more than Polly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's crazy. Well, that's the thing, because you're like, oh, all right, I'm going to root for Jordan. And then Jordan gets in the confessional and you're like, I can't root for Jordan. <laughs> I know you have to. You've been you've backed into a corner. You have to this season, though. It's like I want him and, to go over to and, Team UK and, and just some start. of these people are so unlikable that I'm like, you know who I really like, Zach, right? Yep, right. Yep. And like you remember I the fucking stuff hate he Zach. said, yeah. And like, it's just like, oh my god. And it's like, oh my god, Zach's the good guy. <laughs> you know what's crazy about Zach is, it, it, you know, it's like. Three episodes of the challenge have ruined him because he was a dummy. Otherwise, before he's what did he say? Something very disparaging about women, and he's just—it was a he's, term that nobody had even heard he's of. Also, swamp donkey. He's also <laughs> just a general like horrific boyfriend to Jen to Jenna, so and at uh, least that what, what it's presented on this show. And you know, but before before the swamp donkey's comment. Everyone loves Zach. Yeah. You know, he was he was a fan favorite. And, and now I'm like back to loving Zach because his confessionals are pretty entertaining. Well, and you really don't have a choice. And he's at this pretty point. funny, right? And it's just like that's how that's where this season is gone. Well, and and I'm waiting hate, for them and now to you like hate Leroy because he's being such a dummy. Which is like Lee, and you used Leroy. To like Leroy. Like, what are you doing to me here? Like, I've always rooting for you, dude. And now it's like, well, I gotta tell you. Leroy, one, I had two thoughts on Leroy. One, when he snapped on Nani in this episode, I was kind of like, mm, kind of showing your colors here a bit, man. Two, I, you know, even before before that, like, he's just kind of like, I mean, you're you're Leroy. Like, no, it was, I appreciated <laughs> him trying to take charge a little bit, but then it's like he starts with a we're we're a team, we're gonna you know be a team about it and blah, 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 blah. And then these last couple episodes, he's completely gone against that too. And it's just like, all right, I, I, I'm done right. with this. I'm done with this. I don't know. He's just kind of a, a, a wet noodle. You know, he's, he can't, he can't get there on his own. Nope. Um, he, and he's, he definitely can't carry someone. So I, yeah, I think he's destined for, the, uh, well, and I, I mean, can understand also to a point where it's like, all right, your normal alliance is really completely gone, you know, so you're yeah. doing what you got to do to stay alive. But it's another situation where it's like, why do you think they're not going to throw you to the wolves as soon as they can? Right. Yeah. I mean, after after that first time they threw someone in on the team, like. It was just like you can't believe. Well, the only anything. the only good news for Leroy is as long as they have the numbers. I think the only men in that alliance are Polly and Leroy that on that it? side of the team. So, it's mostly women on the other side now, right? Right. So, so who's there? It's Leroy. It's Polly. 
Zach and Jordan. Is that it? And Josh. And Josh. So okay. those three are going to be thrown in before Leroy. They're all strong competitors. Well, I mean, Josh, maybe not so much, but I don't want to go into an elimination versus Zach or Jordan. I think Josh is definitely going into this next elimination. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if Jordan's going in. You don't think so? Because if Jordan goes in, they know he's going to switch. If Josh goes in, he's such a dummy, he might not switch. And even if he does, it's fucking Josh, so you probably really don't care. But then do you start getting numbers on that other side where they're going to be like, yeah, we're not listening to whatever the fuck you idiots have to say. I can't even predict what's going to happen because they're too stupid. Yeah. Yep. And that's kind of the final word on this season so far. I don't know what's going to happen because you're too stupid to predict it. Staggering stupidity, Erica. Yep. Staggering. Oh, that the end of last episode was staggering for sure. <laughs> so. We're just like, and and as soon as you know it's coming, we were sitting on the couch like, you're Dude, like, are you really gonna really really? Wow. Fuck Joss. Fuck Joss. Fucking Kendall. Yeah. So. Fucking worthless Kendall. Him and him and Rogan should just go off and film the fucking gay porn they clearly want to and get off the fucking challenge. I'm sick of their shit. I, like I said, I'm fine with Rogan. Nah, fuck him. I think he's entertaining, yeah, he's, but that's he's my boring. opinion. He's boring. I, I don't. He's wallpaper. Yeah. He's just Polly's little puppet who thinks he knows what's going on. He doesn't know what's fucking going on. Yeah, he's being all used. He, all he knows boring. is he's going to lose in the final. So. But, all right. Yeah, it's been a great episode. Get the hell out of here. I'm wondering, as, as episode 50, um, I mean, we have gone for uh, two and a half hours, and the last hour of which was pretty much a challenge, so our listener has stopped listening by now. Does he not watch the challenge? No, he won't watch. Why? He's fucking stubborn. Dong, baby, come on. What are you doing? He's because he's got a thing. If I tell him something's good, that's it. Okay, it's well, it's not just it's it's not just Trev telling you. Erica's telling you. I have one last thing that's that'll be five minutes or less. Because I have to pump, so please hurry. Five minutes or less. Trev. Alex. I don't know. I was referring to him as that because I was a I know, dog. you screwed me up. Um Don't yell at me. I wasn't yelling. I was a little yelling. Okay. You've been very loud Alex. this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy and daddy are fighting. Um, Burger King got in my business today. Yeah. Because both Popeyes and KFC pissed me off. Popeyes pissed me off because their drive through line was five miles long. And wasn't moving at all. As was their mm. indoor line. And you don't want to ever go to a restaurant and have to wait. No. No, no, no. Well, it, is it because the stupid chicken sandwich is back? Is that why? I don't know. But I don't know. Lo- it was, But it might be because of the because of why KFC pissed me off. Oh, uh, I didn't so think that. So our KFC and Popeyes are in the same parking lot, um, which is the worst parking lot on the planet. It's of a Earth. pretty bad parking lot. Yeah. So when we were like, fuck this. We drove over to KFC and we get and there's nobody in the drive thru. We're like, Well, this is weird, but okay. We go in the drive thru line, we pull up, we look at the menu, we're picking out what we want, and then we pull up to the box 
and there's a sign on the box that says drive through closed. So I we got pissed off and went to Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the drive through is broken. Dude, fuck off. <laughs> Let me order at the window that I was so angry. I was so annoyed. I always wonder how fast food places in general get backed up because like you're not making that much of a variety of food. I think it's either, oh shit, we ran out of fries and we need to throw an extra batch in. Or yeah, it, it's, uh, they it ran out of something. It doesn't take a genius to manage that. Well. These must, is what they got the intelligence of people on the challenge. That's probably accurate. I mean, I don't know. Let's but, not go shitting on the people working at the fast food restaurant. Listen, yeah, they're either probably way, smarter than I was annoyed. People. I just want to let Burger King know, congratulations. You got my business got by my- default. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the impossible Whopper? Oh, fuck that shit. Why would you? Seriously, the only... There's no reason to buy that unless you're a vegetarian. It's like diet soda. If I'm going to poison my body, I'm going to drink the thing that tastes good. Give me the regular soda. Because it's not like it has like that much less calories, if any less calories. But you know, I actually hear it's quite terrible for you. Yeah. So <laughs> one of the nurses at the hospital is a vegetarian, and we were talking about it, and she was just like, "Yeah, I would never get that. It's horrible for you." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, okay." I was reading something from I can't remember what it was, but um, you know how like people think like, "Oh, you know, Wendy's has a good burger," and they do. Uh, apparently it's like full of antibiotics, so it's really unhealthy, like more unhealthy than oh, well, that's most great. places. Cool. Like more unhealthy than McDonald's, which is an achievement in and of itself. Well, they need those antibiotics because they are never frozen. There you go. All right. All right. All right. Hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>